0: Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 171. In this episode, we are going to pay tribute to Dwayne Haskins, updated news on the Brian Flores lawsuit, Tom Brady to Miami rumors, Sam Darnold saying he has proved to be a good quarterback and analyzing this year's tight end class, Trayvon Walker hype. And Kyle Hamilton's drop off. A quick Patreon shout out to Danko Hawkins, corrupt Matthew Jimenez, Travis Tumor, Drews the Goat, Holmes, Nyree, your boy Nick, Pimp Chimpin, Jake the Snake, G Bug, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Rico the One, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark SP4Z shot, Jordan What. Evan, Dylan, Joel is the goat, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Ben, William, Ruthless Rooster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, SA Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funko, Dylan Playboy Dom, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole Liam T Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Aaron, it's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hikari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua.
1: Good old Jay Aqua, but let Jay. me tell you, this list is getting long. Lengthy. Long.
2: Girthy. It's a long it, list.
1: It's been that way for a while. No, no. Today was especially long. I'm here like we well,
0: right now we have 70 patrons along man. with three oh,
1: YouTube Shout
0: yo, members.
1: Shout out. Love y'all, man.
2: <laughs> no idea. <laughs> oh, just helmet. We're gonna get canceled now.
0: Are we gonna get canceled now? Is that what this is now?
2: It might be. We're screwed. We <laughs> gotta <laughs> start over.
0: <laughs> I don't think we have to.
2: No,
1: you don't think so? No, I really don't. <laughs> uh, so, a clue.
0: Um, yesterday we all went to the Nets playing game, which was fun. There was uh, Drew, you went, Joe. We all went. Me, I brought Old my team. little cousin with me. Absolutely. Riv, Will, John. John came with us. Yeah, it was the entire team. You know, sadly, we didn't get to see any of, uh, you know, Pigasad fam out there. We it put out a tweet, nobody did replied you have to it, unfortunately. Too? You did get recognized. I didn't have somebody come up to me. I was at the concessions and somebody was like, hey, you, I see you on TikTok, bro. Like, And I was like, oh, for real? He's like, yeah. He's like, yo, keep doing your thing, bro. I was like, I appreciate yeah, that's it, That's a major W. Yeah, yeah that that's is a, a huge dub. W. That's a major W. I wish yeah. I had his name. I would have shouted the name. Shout the out.
1: podcast. But
2: well, the game was great. Yeah. It got great. It, it was ass. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a 30-piece at halftime. There the is Garland, man. Yeah. Shout out Garland. He said, come, come on back Let's go. The Cavs couldn't hit a shot to save their life. Yeah. For
0: those that are like tuning in for basketball, basketball is coming Friday night. Definitely. The basketball episode coming Friday night. We have a special guest on that episode. Hopefully everything goes according to plan and he will be a guest on the show. You guys will know who he is. It's a big time guest. We are very excited for that. And this has been a great month for us. We hit 17,000 subscribers. We've been, up, we've been we've been gaining up. a couple hundred every other day. This is big time news
1: for us. This is Jeez. big time news for us. It's great. Listen. This is amazing. This is what you this is what you asked for when you come into this and to see the response that it's been it's really a dream come true.
0: Yeah, and we've been we see we saw your votes of uh what sport we should cover next between UFC, MLB and even though It says on there, WWE, like, it's like WWE slash AEW, like, pro wrestling, like, that umbrella. Yeah. Um, We're not sure what we're going to branch into yet, but the feedback is definitely helpful. Like, and I guess now the leading candidate is UFC. But before we would get into it, we would really have to do our homework and know what we're talking about before we get into a sport like that, that, you know, the the bar for analyzing it is very high. Definitely. And we understand that, and, and... We feel like when we talk about football and basketball, we hold ourselves to a standard, and I feel like with UFC would be the same thing. We'd hold ourselves to that same standard of trying to cover it um, effectively. This is gonna be a good show, although football season is over, so there's not much things to talk about. And we're like in the we're like right, you know, we're heading to the draft. It is kind of the dead zone. I think after the draft is the dead zone too. There's a dead zone too.
1: I don't think so. You, you got to now analyze or OTAs. the teams now that they actually have the the yeah. drafted player. Yeah.
0: But fortunately for us, there have been some players to come out and you know make some remarks like Sam Darnold mm-hmm. on busting with the boys with Taylor Lewan. He came out and made a remark that we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield was recently on a podcast. It seems like these 2018 quarterbacks Always are just to say. on a roll. Like Always they're just saying say. everything. we need
1: to stop talking into a microphone. Where's and Josh go to Rosen? The field. Where's he at? Josh He's minding his business somewhere, and you know what? I can at least respect that. He
0: learned his lesson on draft night. <laughs> After that debacle, he learned his lesson.
1: I mean, what else? You... I don't mind the remarks that he made on draft night. If you I'm know? getting drafted on, a... and a bunch of people are getting drafted ahead of me, and I'm supposed to be the number two pick overall, I'm talking spicy too. Back it up, though. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Did... Mac Jones said something similar, and Mac Jones ended up playing very well.
0: I don't That's think Mac Jones. It wasn't as egregious. No,
1: well, it didn't. It wasn't as stern. Josh Rosen came in, and walked into the interview, angry. Mac Jones was just like, "I'm happy to be here. Going to prove a lot of people wrong." Something along those I lines.
2: I like the attitude of my quarterback, yeah. though. Josh,
1: Josh Rosen. Exactly. Josh
0: Rosen said, 10 teams made a mistake, or like <laughs> nine teams made a mistake, because like nine teams." <laughs> I, I want to him.
1: I want to laugh at him. But it's that is pretty funny. Yeah. Wasn't his best take. No,
0: <laughs> that was a bad take. That should go on uh, freezing he cold takes. Went to UCLA takes.
1: also, right? He
0: go. Yeah. His he was name nickname was nickname yeah. was chosen chosen, chosen Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, chosen Rosen. Not so chosen. Your a, nickname's cooler than you are. I knew somebody that was so high on Rosen on draft night and well during the entire draft process. He was like
1: chosen Rosen, chosen Rosen. Now you gotta call him out now. Who was it?
0: Well, no. Nah, um. His name is Chance. He's a Jaguars fan.
1: Uh, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, no he's more. he's the one
0: that trolls me on Twitter. Chance the Man, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I'm going to give this shameless shout out to this guy on Twitter that annoyed the fuck out of me today. <laughs> I while saw I, that. While today. I was in an a.m. class, I, for some reason, this guy had so much malice at 8 in the morning. He did. That's crazy. <laughs> he did. For one, everybody knows I'm the Timberwolves guy. Like, there's no way around it. Like, I am. And not just
1: the Timberwolves. Minnesota... As a
2: whole, you do I I rep
0: too. Minnesota, and as soon as I said they would beat Memphis, this guy's like, "Oh, this is not a hot take at all." He's like, "Oh, you are so late to the bandwagon." I'm the leader here. Oh, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Bro, like, do you know who I am? Like, do you know, do you know who I am? Like, do you know I I rep do you Minnesota?" Ratio him? Yeah, and then he was like, "I was making Torian's Prince threat Torian Prince threads in the summer." Oh. And I was he like, who the fuck cares about Torian yeah, Prince? Sure. He like, he definitely contributes to Minnesota, but it's Delo Edwards, Cat, yep. McDaniels, yep. Vanderbilt, yep. Pat Bev, Beasley, Beasley. Yep. Nas, Nas Reed, Reed is there. Like, Jersey. there's a lot of guys that come before Torian Prince when you name guys that are most important to Minnesota. Did Torian
2: Prince even get any burn yesterday? Did he play it, man? He's dealing
0: with an injury, but his his burn throughout the season has been inconsistent. For the most part, even Jalen Noel, when he gets minutes, he's been awesome. Like, of course, you know. When I think he he called me out because I said I would trade D'Lo for Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons at the time, like there was reports that Minnesota was desperate for him,
1: and D'Lo really hadn't been playing up to the expectation since coming to Minnesota. But this season, he's put all those. It's marks not. To it's bad. not
0: even that though. Too. It's game also. Game. It's also. I oh, think. Oh no, he was electric. Yeah. I he's still electric. think. Uh, I still. Even though I love D'Lo, he's inconsistent. A Simmons, Edwards, and Cat. Trio, in my opinion, makes the playoffs as well. Like we didn't, we weren't expecting Simmons to set out the entire year. That's true. But had he been healthy and he's in Minnesota instead of D'Lo, they still make the playoffs. It's not like D'Lo was like, "Oh, this is the reason why I made the playoffs." Like it's a big reason why. But Ben Simmons would have made the playoffs in Minnesota too. Yeah. Like they would have probably. Made the
1: playoffs. I probably do agree with that. Simmons is healthy, but defensively too. The chemistry right now that they have is. Remarkable. I got to give him that credit. And the way that D'Lo can facilitate that offense. Is
2: Ben going to be asked to facilitate if he was on Minnesota? I mean, yeah. yeah probably. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Is.
1: Yeah, with Cat, I think that would have been good. And then Carl Anthony Towns in a situation like last night, that's when you really need a player like D'Lo. Ben Simmons is not doing what D'Lo can do last night. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's true. Edwards did did really well, too. Uh, they they, they both went off.
2: Great. Facts. It's a great game. All
0: I'm saying is that Friday's episode...
1: Gonna be lit. A lot Backs, of hot takes.
2: Yeah, a lot, a lot of hot takes. I tell you what, you guys, that guys some Memphis of you crazy. are gonna get. I know Drew's got my back. Some Come of you guys are gonna get disrespectful when it comes to Boston. he is Number one. You don't know what I'm gonna team. say. I, I already know. You were talking you hot yesterday at the Nets game. They were getting. We were at the Nets game, like you said. There was like three minutes left. They were saying, "I want Boston chance." They barely got past the Cavaliers. Like it was a six-point game with a few minutes left. They, they barely trying. got past the Cavs. They stopped trying in a playing game. Yeah. Yeah, probably because they wanted to play the Heat and not us. Stop. He's they were talking. talking. I, I,
0: would, I wouldn't disagree. I think the Heat, Matt, I think the Heat are an easier team than Boston. For sure. But Easily. But I still think the Nets can beat both One, of you guys. One's
1: frauds. one's not.
2: Right.
0: They can beat both of you guys.
2: It, you're just such a casual man. <laughs> okay. ca- that's a casual <laughs> take? That's <laughs> a casual take. Been uh, the best team <laughs> in basketball for two months. <laughs> Talk to him. Best yeah. defense in basketball. Defensive player of the year. He's got to get his licks in. He's not in the basketball show. I Top five this. MVP.
0: I mean, listen, this is but just going in one the, best year Robin in the, league. the other.
1: <laughs> best
2: Robin in the league. Talk! Bro, on, talk! Like, talk. Yes, he is. Plays. Yes, he is. The has been balling. Derek White's been balling. Yup. Yup. Come on, man. But nah, yeah. Like, I know like you Katie, don't believe what you're like saying. Like KD and Kyrie, I'm talk. sure. Yeah, because Cleveland's so good. You know, you do, I will
0: give you credit. You do a great job at hiding um, how frightened you actually are of I'm the not Nets in this I, matchup. I think we win in six
2: I actually I
1: think, asked him privately I'm like yo bro Keep it a
2: stack Are you worried about playing the Nets Straight faced No I've seen us play Literally be the best team in basketball No Phoenix Suns The best team in basketball for two months How am I going to sit here and say I'm afraid of the Brooklyn That's Nets a fact Okay Like I get Rob is out and So that what was happens a big in impact. game
0: one When KD drops 40 and they win We are in six Okay
2: I mean, I feel like... What happens when Tatum drops 40 and we win game one? Just although, just although, chance,
0: although you have this poker face with Drew in private that you you know, you know, ask him that question, I sense energy.
2: I would rather play the Cavaliers without a doubt. I but sense I'm not. Why am I going to be worried about the Nets? I think we could win the championship. If we can't beat the Nets, we don't deserve to win a championship. I the sense, Nets are I sense whatever the, team, I bro. sense the energy. The Nets are the most overrated seven seed in NBA history. It might be the most <laughs> overrated team ever, bro.
0: I mean, they're actually like a top three seed when Katie is healthy,
2: so. Yeah, that's a big There's, issue. Katie has not been healthy for like four he's, years. But he's healthy now, though.
1: Okay. Can Kyrie say healthy? is too. Kyrie kind of played eh, last Kyrie night. Kyrie
2: backpacked. Kyrie backpacked
1: last yeah, night. Yeah,
0: so Katie didn't have his best game. And he still and they, had a double-double. Yeah, double.
1: They, they barely got past the Caps. Bruce Brown also had a borderline triple-double, yeah. which was insane. Drummond played great. Seth Curry's really the only
2: person who played like us. He had zero points. That's impressive. 34 minutes, zero points. Just get That's a crazy. A ton of cardio. <laughs> it's not going to happen versus Boston. Why are we better defenders? That's facts. Seth, he's not going to miss. like. Well, Kyrie's no, missing. yes. He's not putting up zero points. I get that. Are we better defenders? Kyrie's not we'll missing see. like two shots. I mean,
0: I haven't made my... Like I said, I haven't made my decision on my playoff picks yet. Some of them I have made, but for the most part, I'm watching the film. I'm going back in the lab. I'm studying. Right. Tomorrow, I'm using the entire day for the most part to study. Nice. And to you know, make my picks. And the I'm only be hard one
1: for me now that Luke is out is the Utah Dallas series. That's the only one that I'm really torn between. But other than that, I'm pretty good.
0: I guess we can start off the show yep. by uh, addressing something tragic that happened this past week. Uh, Dwayne Haskins passing. Um, I think it caught all of us off guard. I remember where I was when it happened. Um, it would, it caught me by surprise. I believe he was struck by a vehicle on the highway which is unfortunate um it's a sad story all around and when it first happened Adam Schefter initially tweeted out this tweet about Haskins and had mentioned his uh career struggles and that received a lot of backlash and deservedly so because I feel like when somebody passes away you kind of don't mention their profession I think that's just like ethics and morals correct Adam Schefter has had this kind of like track record these past couple of months of really not being on point with his journalistic integrity. And it definitely showed here. And I feel like it's an issue across media. This isn't just a isolated incident where most people in the media treat athletes as commodities and characters and not real life people. And that's why you, you see these a lot of these mainstream sports shows nickname athletes and call them out and kind of, you can say in a sense, bully them into you know bully them with what they say on air this Dwayne Haskins situation was tragic I felt like this was a the Adam Schefter thing was a microcosm of basically what's wrong with mainstream sports media for the most part and how we treat these athletes and these people Uh, my heart goes out to his family and his uh, wife or girlfriend I believe that he had It, it sucks because As soon as as soon as he passed away, I went and I the first thing I did was I went on his Instagram and you can see on his story, you know, he's with Najee Harris and they're just having a good time. He's you know, they're just playing around like playful banter back and forth. And he had been working out. And regardless of how his career has gone this far, you can tell that he was finally getting out of his own mind and not trying to live up to the expectation that other people have, have set for him being that high of a pick and just kind of enjoying life. And I feel like in the NFL or any professional athlete, when things don't go your way all the time, especially in terms of your career, it's hard to get in your mind and get depressed over that because this is something you've been doing your entire life. And when things don't go your way, it is hard to get out of that mindset and kind of just say, I made it. Like, even though I'm not Tom Brady or I'm not one of these the best quarterbacks, like, I made it, I'm comfortable, and I'm enjoying life. And in reality, that's what it is, because these guys get paid millions, even as backups, to play a sport. So I kind of feel bad for Dwayne Haskins. It felt like as soon as he was starting to make a turn, um, his life flashed before his eyes, and I think it's unfortunate. And it just goes to show how, how precious and short life is. I mean, he's twenty; he was 24, 24. you know. I'm about to turn 23, you yeah. know, so... Somebody told me I only have like a year to live. It's, it's crazy. kind of a real realization of how short life really is. And you never know when your last moment is. So you have to cherish it at all, at all times. But this was definitely a sad and a unfortunate event.
2: Yeah, man, Yeah, for sure. And not only, you know, you mentioned about playing it all your life, but he was so great all of his life in high school and college mm-hmm. too, right? And even, you know, he had his struggles in the NFL, but still being able to, Fight with it because you're so used to being great everywhere you go. In high school, he was he was great coming out. Went to Ohio State, was phenomenal there, top 15 pick. So you're just so used to dominating wherever you go. It really shows that even if you do struggle in the NFL, the fact that he's able to bounce back, land with the Steelers, looks like he was finally kind of getting on his own feet there. And you know, maybe get into a backup role or potentially, you know, have a backup career, which is phenomenal. You know, obviously not the first round pick, but still, if you're a backup of the NFL, you're one of the best quarterbacks. You know, um, in, in the United States, even if you are a backup, so it just shows that even though he had some issues earlier on, like later on his career, he started to mature, started to realize like, hey, maybe I'm not going to be, you know, um, that first round caliber franchise guy, but if I could fit in a role, help the team go and, you know, really get into my own. And as long as I'm being able to elevate people around me, that's kind of the mode he was getting. And it was tragic to see him pass, you know, 24 years old is so young. And to see all of the love that he got from Najee, TJ Watt, Chase Claypool, Mike Tomlin, just speaking on him. Cause we don't really see, we only get so much from these players, right? We hear the reports, from different outlets and media people about Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, a lot of it, um, especially earlier on in his career, wasn't great. But then you see, you know, how much he's, he's come around these last few seasons, especially since he has got to Pittsburgh. Seems like a whole different person than he was earlier in his career. Um, and then going off the, the Schefter stuff, you know, It's not his first time Schefter's, you know, really been dragged. I feel like these last few months, I know he had the issue with the Deshaun Watson tweet saying, um, you know, basically saying like he always knew he was innocent or thought he was innocent. People gave him a lot of issues about that. And this Haskins tweet was completely, you know, out of line. It took him like, I think two days to come out and apologize. Like that's something Delete the tweet or even want to keep it up and just be like, yo, I messed up. I shouldn't have said this. You got to think he's got friends, family. I'm not sure he might have a kid. I'm not positive. Yeah. Um I think I, I, I think believe, he has yeah. like a he has a, he has a, a, a toddler, yeah. A He's really young. Um so like those are the people you got to think about before you tweet that out. And Adam Schefter like you've been in this business way too long to make that type of mistake. Like we're all young. We don't have nearly the amount of followers Adam Schefter. I would not be tweeting that out. Like I don't I like maybe I'm just being naive here saying I wouldn't make that mistake, but I would have to look at that tweet and be like this guy just tragically passed away. He has all these people counting on him, all these people ruined for him. Maybe I shouldn't talk about his struggles in the NFL, but rather how he was such a great, you know, boyfriend slash husband, fiance, father, teammate, stuff like that, which is what they should be glorifying rather than his struggles in the NFL. Um, but, you know, just to wrap it up, Haskins, I think one of the... The best moments I remember him was just like his last year in Ohio State. He went on a three-game stretch where he was just putting up ridiculous numbers, which he was already a first-round talent, but that kind of put him in that top 15 range. I remember all of our Giants friends wanted to draft Dwayne Haskins, and they drafted Daniel Jones. Everyone's sick about it. Everyone wanted, wanted Dwayne just because at Ohio State, those last few games, he was putting up video game numbers, 500 yards, four touchdowns. Um, sad to see him go. It really seemed like you mentioned like he was making a turn in his life. Um But, you know, unfortunately, tragic things happen, and it's sad to say. That
1: whole season at Ohio State, he was unbelievable. 50 touchdowns, under 10 interceptions. He was fantastic. To touch on the Adam Schefter part of the, the conversation, he knew what he tweeted out was wrong. For him to delete it almost immediately and then completely formulate a new tweet, to then apologize two days later, you knew something was wrong. You should have addressed it right away. Now, to Dwayne Haskins, my thoughts and prayers go out to his loved ones. It's tragic when something like this happens. But there's no reason why his name should be thrown in the mud anymore, right? We, we want to talk about what he did on the field and his career as a pro. The work ethic that he put to stay in the NFL alone deserves acknowledgement. You guys mentioned it. You guys said it perfectly. He showed maturity in his time as an NFL athlete. He got comfortable with his role. Who knows if he really could have come out this this offseason and really competed for that starting job against Mitch Trubisky. It wasn't signed and sealed that Mitch was going to be the guy. Dwayne had made his presence felt in that locker room. And it was very evident that the guys around him really were building off that energy as well. You saw the impact it had on Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool felt vulnerable enough to put a video of himself hysterically crying shows the impact that Dwayne had on his teammates. My thoughts and prayers go out to Dwayne Haskins and it, it really is sad news.
2: And it's it's easy to like look at it twenty thousand feet above, but you also have to think like these people are human beings, right? Especially when you get into the league so young, it was probably 20, 21 years old and you're given millions of dollars and you're expected to be the face of a franchise. And now you have your family, friends, people you haven't talked to in years are coming after you being like, yo, congrats, bro. You got all this money now. Like people want things from you. So it's easy to sit here and just be like, he wasn't a good ball player. But when you take into account, like what comes with it, what comes with getting drafted in the first round, all that responsibility, like that's just so much mental stuff that people don't think about that goes into it, that Dwayne and all of these players, like it's so easy to like bag on these guys, but you have to be really special to be able to just handle it and be able to take it all in and have all that responsibility on you. You know, and it took like Dwayne was a bit mature early on in his career. But as it goes on and you know, as he had some more leaders around him and mentors, it seemed like especially in Pittsburgh, he really found a home. So it's just super sad to see.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate and on to more unfortunate news, Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton have joined Florida's lawsuit. And this all came from basically when when talking about Ray Horton He was given an interview with the Titans and it was basically a sham interview to sum it up. Mike Malarkey was on a podcast and he basically said that, yeah, like this has been bugging me. I still feel guilty about it to this day that the Titans basically back in in 2016 already said that I was going to be the head coach, but they still interviewed Ray Horton and he had prepared for like he thought he had a real chance at the job when in actuality, they already given it to Mike Malarkey. And I think that information alone validates Flores and what he's been saying. And then Steve Wilkes in his time in Arizona, it came out that he said that he wanted Josh Allen instead of Josh Rosen. It's easy to say that in hindsight. We don't really know, but for this case, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And after one season, he gets fired, but the GM, Steve Keim, is still with Arizona. He got a contract extension even after a DUI. So they joined Brian Flores's lawsuit now, and so far the Texans, Giants, Broncos, Dolphins, Cardinals, and Titans have all denied wrongdoings. But this is some damning evidence, especially this Mike Malarkey stuff. Yeah, him him basically saying him saying the Titans told me I was getting this job, and they still interviewed Ray Horton. I think, was condemning and basically showed that, yeah, the Titans, this was malpractice.
1: So you already have Bill Belichick with the text messages between him and Brian Flores. If that wasn't already evidence enough of there is some type of malpractice going on, and now you have Mike Malarkey, who is coming out and openly saying that I was aware that I was going to be the head coach, sitting de- sitting through the, the next two guys going to be interviewed, knowing that they had no chance. What more, like, I'm sure that people are going to come out more and more as time goes on, but you have the most respected, most acknowledged head coach of all time in Bill Belichick, having his text messages re- re- revealed to the world, excuse me. And now you have Mike Malarkey coming out and someone who's fortunate enough to become the head coach is saying that I was hired and am aware that this team only sat these guys during an interview for the rule. What more is there to be said? This is just glaring evidence in support of Brian Flores, Wilkes, and Horton's case. It, it should proceed very quickly from here on out.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, I it's sad to say, like, I'm not surprised, right? At this point in the NFL, it's kind of... Like You see the same thing a thousand times. Like At one point, you're going to be like, all right, this is kind of the norm in the NFL. And it's sad to see because they put this Rooney rule into effect to give minority coaches a real chance to get these head coaching jobs but it just gives GMs and owners in front offices the excuse saying like, Hey, we we interviewed the minority coach. We just didn't want him. But then this this comes out where well, we already had our head coach in mind. We knew we were going to hire this guy, but we just have to fill this rule. So we're going to tell him, come in for an interview. You have a chance. And it's not fair. It's not fair to the the person interviewing it saying, you know, you actually have a chance because they're going in preparing for days. I'm sure this is their chance to finally be a head coach that I'm sure they've been dreaming of for years and years and years. So yeah, the Freddie Horton stuff is terrible. I don't, I was looking into the Steve Wilkes stuff. It didn't look like they had he had as much evidence as Ray Horton, right? He got fired after one season. The Cardinals, I mean, the roster was terrible. Josh Rosen was a a big bust. The roster wasn't good. GM got the DUI. Like it was just a mess that season. They ended up getting Kyler Murray, which is going to change everything. Like if if Steve Wilkes stayed the head coach and they got Kyler Murray, they would have been better than three and thirteen. That's his whole team. So like having Josh Rosen as your quarterback, it was going to be a big you know, negative towards you, which is probably the reason why he got fired. Like, they were a terrible team. And
1: and another quick thing, too, he wanted Josh Allen. They weren't in a position to get Josh Allen regardless. They wanted to trade-up. He wanted to trade-up. I guess, but even still, that is so hindsight. But,
2: yeah, I mean, the one piece of proof you do have, though, is Steve Kime getting a DUI and still being the GM, just getting suspended for five weeks. Like, that's the one thing you could point to being like, hey, this guy made a bigger mistake than me, you know, disgraced the franchise, getting this DUI, pleading guilty, having all of these, you know... Unfortunate things happen to the franchise, and he gets spent for five weeks. Get to keep his job, and Kyler Murray more or less saved his job because Kyler Murray comes in, wins Rookie of the Year, turns into this top ten quarterback. He's expected to be the franchise guy, and that really saves his job. Goes on trades for DeAndre Hopkins. Now he keeps it, but if he doesn't have the worst record in the NFL, and they don't get Kyler, Steve Kimes is also gone.
0: And John Robinson, who was the GM at the time for the Titans, is still the GM now. Like he is still the GM, and he took he was he took part in these sham interviews as well. So I wonder how all that is going to unfold. This Brian Flores lawsuit put the nail in the coffin in a potential Tom Brady, Miami Dolphins relationship. Steven Ross had basically told Tom Brady, Hey, we want you to, I want you to come to Miami, be a minority owner. And Brady was thinking about coming out of retirement. Once he did that to then play for the Miami Dolphins. So my questions for you guys is that, one, do you, are you buying this story? Are you buying these rumors? Are you buying that Tom Brady was supposed to be on the Dolphins? Because it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because Brian Flores, Stephen Ross is trying to pressure him into recruiting Tom Brady. Yes, and before he mm-hmm. mentioned this in the story. And the timetable of this is, is very, is very damning. You. Yeah. Uh, this was a report by Ben Violin, who's a senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. Brady retired February 1st, has a change of heart, and then he all of a sudden unretires. But it was mostly due to this collapsed Miami plan. And sources say he had walked away initially due to his relationship with Bruce Arians. And the source is Rich Ohmberger, who was close friends and former teammates with A.Q. AQ Shipley who's on the Bucks coaching staff, so he would have yeah. some inside information. with Brady, too. Yeah. Patriots. Tom Brady, according to this source, felt that he and Byron Leftwich were undermined by Bruce Arians because they would work on an offensive game plan all week and Bruce Arians would come in and want to switch things up or, or scrap it. And because of this, Brady wasn't feeling Bruce Arians. Stephen Ross allegedly offers him minority stake in the Dolphins. And I mean, when you offer somebody a chance to own an NFL team, that's huge. That's generational money. So Tom Brady, I mean, that's a, you, you can't pass up for sure that opportunity at all. And there are some connections there. Cause Stephen Ross has a business school named after him at Michigan, which is where big Tom booster, Brady yeah. attended college. So he, you're right. He's a big booster. And he was going to give Brady Uh, front office position similar to what Derek Jeter has with the Miami Marlins, which is basically huge. And then the other rumor here was that Sean Payne was going to also join Tom Brady because he wanted to be with an offensive mind that he trusted. And the biggest thing in this is that this entire plan collapsed mostly due to Bill Belichick, mostly due to his text messages that he sent to Brian Flores that kind of Turned into the spiral of Brian Flores saying, Wait, no, like this can't be right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like this, they really shammed me. Now I'm gonna file this lawsuit. Because had Brian Flores got a fair shot and is now the head coach of the Giants, this doesn't happen. We see Brady in Miami, you know, every Bill Belichick is probably like, Now I gotta face Brady twice a year. It kind of feels like, in my opinion, Bill Belichick. Knew this was going on. Mastermind. Put a nail in the coffin. Jeez, this sounds crazy. It's and like it, terrible, and, though, at the same time. And was like, there's no way I'm facing Brady twice a year. And I feel like there's nothing more that Brady wanted than to face Belichick twice a year, beat him twice a year, especially the current state of the Patriots, and really sh- give it to him mm-hmm. for not believing in him the entire way. In my opinion, I think this story holds a lot of validity. I think there's truth to it. And... I mean Miami, they do this in a heartbeat, right? I mean, forget about two it just, just
2: the w- go. The one thing is Brady is still under contract with the Bucks, so they would, they would either have to trade for him. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming they would be waiting until I think the, the report said they were expecting the Bucks to fulfill the quarter or um, It's not fulfilled, but uh, replace the quarterback, get someone else, whoever, trade, whoever would have been trade for traded for quarterback free agency, or, or even like that. I mean, I think they were expecting the Bucks to sign someone or even draft and then trade for Brady, saying, "Hey, you got your quarterback." Now, let's go and get Brady. Who knows if he would have sat out for a season or not? But I agree. I think the story definitely has some validity to it because Tom Brady's the most meticulous, detail oriented guy, maybe ever in sports. And it just seems so weird that he would plan this kind of weird retirement where it was announced before he announced it. Then he decides to unretire. And that's why we spoke last week where when Bruce Aryan stepped down, I was wondering if there was some sort of tension there because if Brady doesn't want Bruce, there's you know, a reason why he wanted to retire. He didn't want to be the head coach. And there was one other thing they were saying in that article is, remember, we saw Brady and Ronaldo talking at Man U. The Glazer family owns Man United. They also own Bay Buccaneers. So he went, at least connecting the dots, he went to England, talked to the Glazer family, and I'm assuming one of the things he said to them was saying, I'd come back if Arians leaves or changes roles because Bruce Arians is not a front office guy, right? He does not give me the vibe that he wants to be in the front office working some sort of nine to five. Like he's a very passionate on the field, hands-on type of guy. At least that the outside looking in, he always jokes about like having drinks and stuff. He doesn't really seem like the most buttoned up type of person you expect in the front office. So, and especially when you bring in the the whole Byron Leftwich thing, how he felt undermined. So it, it kind of is adding up now where Brady does or did seem to have some issues with Bruce Arians and at least we're expecting him to get along better with Todd Bowles, who has more of, you know, the mental makeup that Brady has. But I think the story has some validity to it. And for the Dolphins, it would make sense. I know you're a huge Tua fan, but if you get Brady in there and you do, who knows if they ended up trading for Tyreek Hill, that, the whole team changes. You become a Super Bowl contender overnight with Tom Brady. So it makes sense on, on that front, too.
1: First, I want to address the whole idea that Bill Belichick's, like, the mastermind of this whole idea. Because originally it was an accident that Bill Belichick had texted Brian Flores. Was it, though? So now this there's this idea that it wasn't an accident. And now this also upsets me because either way you shake it, Brian Flores is still getting smacked in the face. Because now there's agendas involved. And there's more at play than just Brian Flores. I would rather it be the accident Brian Flores finds out that way. But now if Bill's going out of his way to actively try and mess up a whole situation and indirectly help Brian Flores by still being a, a, a sneaky, conniving type of individual, that just doesn't sit right with me. Um, but to address the whole situation as is, the validity sounds like it's pretty sound. You have Ross, who's has ties with Michigan. Brady's a Michigan dude. The one thing I will say is the whole idea of the trading for him to sit a season to come back and then play a season after.
0: No, he wouldn't have, wait, what did he say a season? Who knows? I don't know. There, there's just He could have come back immediately.
1: If they trade for him, yeah. But another thing, like yes, th- there is a lot of reasons why this story could be valid. But in Tom Brady's sense, why leave a situation that is better than Miami? Right? Essentially you're you're moving across towns to to come play for a team that does not have nearly the success that you had with Tampa Bay. Obviously, Tom Brady's a huge factor in their success, but talent-wise, at least coming into last season or going into this season, you're looking at it completely different now that Tyreek's here. But if you're trading for Tom Brady, that's a first and, and multiple first potentially that could be gone in in the trade with Tom Brady. You're not getting Tyreek Hill.
0: I think the only Tyreke reason Hill doesn't matter. I'll be
1: honest.
2: I think the only reason so
1: just Waddle. Uh, they don't. They, Waddle, maybe they Devon, keep Devontae Parker. Tom Brady
0: can get it done with Waddle, Devonte Parker, and Gasicki.
1: The difference is they would still get Toronto. Waddle, Waddle would be fantastic for sure. But I'm looking in the sense of he had Godwin, he had Mike Evans, he had Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Yeah, but online. then you
0: look at what he's at and New that New offensive
1: line's fantastic. He would still be behind a terrible if, offensive line. Now it's revamped. Toronto Armstead, maybe he still comes to town, but now they're taking on Brady's contract.
0: Fifteen million a year cap.
1: Just fifteen million. It would have been fifteen.
0: Yep.
2: The only reason I think Brady does it is because he gets a chance to be a minority. Owner.
1: That's that's the big thing behind it, which is like you mentioned, you can't generational it down. wealth. You can't turn it down for sure. Well, I also but the think bigger though, thing really is is the Bill Belichick. If, if you really think that that's true, Bill Belichick's terrible. He's well, horrible.
0: I I think that you're looking at it at the lens through the Buccaneers and what he had there, but for the majority of his time in New England. I mean, what he was going to have in Miami with Gesicki, Waddle, and Parker is much better than what he had in New England. The la- was gonna, his last
2: years, I guess. And he yeah. was
0: going to have a good, a great, good to great defense with the Dolphins as well. That's showing. I Buccaneers think I think Teron still Armstead still better. goes there. Probably good chance. And and then you know Sean Payne comes to town, which was the which is what was going to happen if Brady went to Miami. Yeah, you're looking at a, a great team, a contending team.
2: But they still still take the Bills over them.
0: That's closer than you think.
2: I still would take Buffalo.
0: That's closer than you think, though. It's uh, not set set and sealed.
1: I mean, listen, I'm already teetering between Miami and Buffalo as is right now, but you get Tom Brady, we really could talk.
2: Uh, I still think Buffalo would have got them.
1: Maybe, but it's Brady, and you see what he's, he did with the Buccaneers these past I two don't, seasons.
2: Yeah, I'm, Listen, they didn't have anyone like the Buffalo Bills in their division. Not close. I Fair feel enough, like also close. Brady. But the
1: big picture really was the playoffs, and they played against every top team, and yeah, they, they fared not, pretty well. They did, for sure.
0: I feel like also Brady being in Tampa, now being accustomed to Florida, like I would love to be in Miami. I would love to play there.
1: But he's already in Florida. He's like a 44-year-old. He's but got Tampa a wife, kids. Tampa's different <laughs> than <laughs> Miami,
2: though. But I, I feel like Tampa is much more of the laid-back. Miami's for like the 20-year-olds who go on spring break and uh, crazy. Tampa's like that retirement type vibe, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel you. That definitely Retired has some merit time, to like, you it. you
2: know, like Miami just gives you, you 305, you know? Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. I feel
0: like it would have been weird seeing Tom Brady in a Dolphins it uniform been though.
2: so weird. It's like Ed Reed in Jets uniform. Just like what what's happening. Here? I know what you're saying. It's you a, know when weird ones like that.
0: You know when Tom Brady first went to Tampa Bay, a lot of people would put up these uh comparisons like to other quarterbacks and how Joe Montana is known for San Francisco. Joe Montana going going from San Fran to KC was like Brady going from New England to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But I actually said no. It's not like that. You know, because Tom Brady going from New England to Tampa Bay was more like Kurt Warner going from the Rams to the Cardinals.
1: But he still went to the Giants in between then.
0: You forget about that,
1: though. <laughs> Just pretend that doesn't exist. You forget about that, though. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like... But why, though?
0: Because Tom Brady... For one, he still had a lot left in the tank.
1: I feel like Peyton Manning was a greater. It's not like comparison. Brady was washed. That's why I say similar to to. Well, Peyton. it's
0: similar to Peyton Manning as well. I, I can see that too. That definitely, you know, that's one in the same. Mm-hmm. But also, Peyton Manning
1: played how many years in Denver? Five. From two from 2011, I want to say to, no 2012. Excuse me, 2016. So five years. Yes.
0: Five years. Yeah. Like Brady played. I mean, it's going to be his third year now in Tampa. So that's why I say more like Kurt Warner, because he didn't have that long of a stint in Arizona. But the Payne Manning one is good, too. Yeah. That's a good comparison.
2: Yeah, both Especially had because we're talking about, too.
1: exactly, we're talking about you were great in Indianapolis, you were great in Denver, you were great in New England, you're great in Tampa Bay. You're probably going to get your number retired there as well. Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: Yeah, he's their best quarterback in franchise ever, history. Ever, They ever.
1: Like and he Jeff did that Garcino. in two
2: seasons. What just about he's a um, what about Josh Freeman? Respect, Josh Freeman, bro. He had
0: one great season. He man. wore one of the cooler jerseys. He did. He should have been good. If we he was only Jeff, we would won a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Josh Freeman, bro, instead of Mark Sanchez. He
2: go to Florida State. I mean, no, listen, James
1: you talk like Mark Sanchez could have been your franchise guy, so
0: he could have been. We just didn't surround him with help, bro. What do you mean? We had Clyde Gates bro, as our best receiver. Braylon Edwards, oh, Antonio Oh later, Holmes. I was oh.
2: gonna say yeah, twenty eleven on, sure. Or not 20, even twenty eleven. Really our
0: best guy was Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes was never a number one receiver. He was we legit. had him and Braylon. Yeah, that's we had Plaxico. Sang. Like Santonio. Plaxico San- was pretty Santonio- good. Santonio, was Santonio Holmes was a solid receiver, but he was never a one. Yeah, he, he was, was past yeah. his prime. Even in, even in Pittsburgh, it was Heinz Ward.
2: He was past his prime, but still, he was a great, great playoff yeah, run for sure. He was he a did, good. not he just the Arizona Cardinals game, but he wasn't a number one. We also had the best offensive line two years in a row. Correct. Yeah, but and there's we were a reason a, why Elton and, and the Green best were and yeah, one of the best defenses multiple years in a row. We yeah, had plenty also, of help. We had Brian
0: Schoenheimer, bro. I, we went
2: to back to back. Like imagine if game. we
0: had an actual. Mark Sanchez
2: good wasn't seed. that good, dude. Mark Sanchez was limited, <laughs> <laughs> bro.
0: He could have been a good, great quarterback under great? the right under the right circumstances. I don't think he would have been a great quarterback.
2: And then I get slack for Saint. I, I think great. what he did like, is like Tua will ceiling.
0: never accomplish anything near what Mark Sanchez accomplished. He, he will never win four playoffs
2: and going to he got carried four and two. Yeah, yes, yeah, good game. Mark Sanchez did we not get carried. We had a great carried. roster, without a doubt.
0: Sanchez did not get carried in the playoffs. He was big time against the he Colts. Made some, he, he made some really time. good.
2: He made some really good yeah. plays in both runs. Whatever.
0: Santonio Holmes had one a thousand yard season. That was with Pittsburgh, and then with the Jets, he didn't have one a thousand yard season.
1: Well, it's because look who was his quarterback.
0: Because he was no, it's because he's Santonio if he didn't do Holmes it with was ben always mid.
2: Ben. I mean, he did did one one time. That's what I'm saying, yeah. how many years was he there he for? Was, At least he was four. there for four years. They had some guys there. They did, did. He some guys there for sure. Could have been. Santonio
0: Holmes, man. Rick and I can't believe he was our best receiver. That sucks. Braylon was Braylon,
2: really bro, good. That wasn't what our team was based on. It was no, defense it running I'm talking ball. about 2011, bro. I apologize. Even still, that's what Cause we're Because
0: that's when Sanchez started to drop off because the help mm-hmm. dropped, dropped off, off yep. significantly.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone got old. Old line. Man. Yeah. The that days. offensive
1: line was crazy. The glory days, Bro, man. Nick
0: Mangold, the Burke, like, fr- Berg- no Ferguson, Damian yeah. Woody, Brandon Moore. Who was our right tackle? I forgot. Um, I feel like there was only one position on our offensive line that was like oh, a weak spot.
2: No, Brandon Moore's card. You um, said the Bricashaw already? The Bricashaw. Yeah.
1: Mangold, Woody. Brandon Moore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Who was our right tackle? I I
1: can't think off the top of my head.
0: Vladimir Dukas. Uh, Definitely wasn't Dukas. (laughs) (laughs) All let me check. I'm I'm on it right now. I met Nick Mangold Okay, It was was DeBrickishaw Ferguson. That's
2: guy's on. Tough. Okay, so DeBrickishaw Ferguson, left tackle. Scott, also at Sky Zone.
0: Matt Slauson, left guard. Nick Mangold, center. Brandon Moore, right guard. And Damon Woody, right Right tackle. tackle. Yeah, so that was our... And then 2009... Was the Ferguson, Allen, Fanica, yeah, yeah Fanica, Nick Mangold, Brandon Moore, and Damian Woody? Damn, That's that was, the, that was the that was those are literally
2: bro. five Hall of Famers.
0: Yo, Thomas Jones, a Jets legend.
2: Thomas Jones is definitely a Jet legend. Jet legend. Without Thomas a doubt, Thomas Jones is amazing, bro.
0: He's so good. <laughs> he was great. Yo, the Jets, man. We're on to come up. <laughs> man. Glory days. We're on to come. I'm um, reminiscing. One day.
2: Twelve years. God, that could that could be Mark long. Sanchez
0: unfortunately goes down with the other Jets quarterbacks that didn't pan out in We're about to talk about one that didn't, and that's Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold recently went on Taylor LeJuan's podcast, "Busting with the Boys, and he said, I know I'm a good quarterback. I've proved it. And he says, you know, whatever happens, happens. He has that type of attitude at this point. I think he has to at this point. I don't think Darnold is totally wrong. He's not wrong. He has proved he's a good quarterback. And I know that everybody is giving him backlash on social media. But he has proved he's a good quarterback for him to think that way. I mean, you look back as rookie versus Green Bay. He threw for 341 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. Look at his second season versus Washington. He had 293 yards, four touchdowns, and then his first three weeks in Carolina, nine total touchdowns, Three interceptions. The Carolina was three and zero. Oh. Sam four, Sam Donald Sam Donald has shown he can be a good quarterback in flashes. Has he done it throughout an entire season? No. The but hell, for him to, for the way he he has he said he thinks this. He knows he's a good quarterback. He's proved it. I don't disagree with that statement because in his mind and in, in his experience, he has had moments where he's proved I can I can do this. So
2: that's why I don't. I don't totally disregard this statement. You could say every quarterback has proven it. Then
1: almost every quarterback has shown Daniel flashes. Jones is, is cash right?
0: Well, I think if you would ask Andrew Jones if he thinks I am asking, good quarterbacks, you.
3: yeah, I don't of think he's a good quarterback. Say that.
0: I don't think Donald's a good quarterback. But I am just saying I can understand why he thinks he proved he can be a good quarterback. Interesting wording, because for example, interesting, if, you know, when I back if you like if you play any sport, right, you may not be a, a score. But what if one day, one game, I have 20 points, you know? I proved I can score that now. Like, I proved I can do that.
1: Austin all Reeves, have, all Austin have Reeves to do, had a 30-point 30, 30 triple-double, right? He proved
0: he can do it. So all I have to do is prove that I can do it again. Sam Donald is stuck right now in proving that he can do it consistently. He can't. But has he proved that he can do it? He has proved he can do it. Has he proved he can do it consistently? He hasn't. But I understand why he says it. I understand
2: it. I think he's saying that because he has to say that. What is he expected to say? Yeah, yeah, I think he believes I'm a dog shit quarterback. Yeah. You can't say it. I think he believes that, though. Well, he should. If you're an NFL quarterback, he believes that. number three because overall he even pick, said to you should One, believe He said that. he
0: was like, you're going to laugh when I say this, but I like this Cause, how Because he knows and, it sounds but, ridiculous. But, but,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> he, and he didn't even <laughs> list himself as like one of the top five USC quarterbacks also. He's just a
2: humble guy, man. Who, do you know who he had on his list? He had
1: uh, Palmer, Palmer. Leinart. He had Sanchez in there. Barkley, I believe. He did have Barkley at 3.
0: He had somebody else that was like, I forgot their name.
2: Barkley was crazy. Barkley would have been the number 1 overall pick Came out his junior year. He came back his senior se- season, screwed like it, off it all the up. Top of my head. Got four number 5 crazy. facts. I'm not going to ask you to look it up. Thanks.
0: It was somebody that <laughs> I don't know. I'm even not know. Gonna be I forgot the name. Either
1: way. But regardless of that fact, let's be let's be completely frank for a second. The answer is no. He's not proven that he's a good quarterback because what takes to be a good quarterback is consistent level of play at being Good. He's not, He's yet to do that. The, the best we saw him was his second year in New York. And that season even still was disappointing because he missed the first month because he had mono. He comes back and he has some really good moments. I think the one that stands out specifically to me is that game against the Cowboys where he had that bomb touchdown to Robbie yeah. Anderson. You guys ended up finishing the season 500 or one game over 500? Seven and nine. Seven, excuse me, I apologize. Yes. And
0: Mike Greenberg after that game said that Sam Darnold was better than Dak Prescott.
1: Which is obviously insane. But maybe if if Darnold <laughs> it, no, it's insane. Um for if <laughs> yeah. Darnold doesn't miss the first month, some things some it's games mono. go the Jets way instead of the other. Who knows? I'm just what's I'm like, saying, saying? The what's what's the just saying, let's give me one happen. sec. The reason I'm just say saying that. let's just live in this world, right? Let's say this first month. Darnold really is because he came back and he was good. He was good. I'll give him. He wasn't anything more than that. But let's say he played good those that first month of the, of the season. Who knows what happens now? In the grand scheme of things, ever since that season, he's been a complete disappointment, and that's just the truth of the matter. Now in Carolina, he had a great start. A great start. Three I'll games. give him. I'll give him that.
2: He had, he had that a three game way. stretch. Where he really had good.
1: a three game stretch of being borderline really, really good, and was horrible the rest of the season. There's no way that I could sit here and say that I can deem him anywhere near the word good when he's yet to show me consistently that he can keep that yeah, level His of numbers
2: play after those first three games, he had 182 yards per game on 5.4 yards per attempt, six passing touchdowns to 12 interceptions.
0: It's a bad offensive game plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds Bro, like to me.
2: Since when are you a Sam Darnold defender? This
0: is what I want to say. Um, You mentioned, Drew, you mentioned the point about Sam Darnold, his second season. For one, I remember that season vividly. Sam Darnold missing those first, the first month, was the best thing to happen to him. Because our schedule was brutal. Not really. Our schedule was brutal.
1: Yes, To a was. degree. You lost to the Bills. They were great. 16
0: there. to 17. Oh, yeah, you're right. They I'm came looking back at it right now. I'm just looking at it right now. So that was the game he played. The Browns. He, first he, play, he played against the Bills, though
1: really yeah he did so he he got her he was not no, mono no, 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 from no. weeks two to yeah, week five yep, yep all right so the Browns they were good 23 that year. to 23 to three well New, they were supposed to be good New England 30 to 14 yeah New England yep, was nice that's New England and then Philadelphia 61. Philadelphia was yeah, nice said 31
2: year. to yeah. six
0: all right fair enough Fair enough, yeah. I wouldn't like I wouldn't say like they're nice, nice, but like compared to the Jets. They're playoff also, teams.
2: Yeah. 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 But this this kind of had me thinking because we had have... And also
0: Sam Donald oh, lost to the Jaguars and the Bengals that year. Yeah. When we were going oh, on were that, se- the second half of the year. I mean, the Bengals that was were winless. Yeah, yeah, the first the Bengals one. were winless and the Jaguars we got back were year. one of the worst teams. Got him back this year. Donald did
1: yeah, play.
2: Did. But this had me thinking because we always have like these thoughts about is this situation, is it the player? And we're kind of having these thoughts now with Daniel Jones, right? Is he going to turn into something? But if you go through the top 10 quarterbacks, top 12 quarterbacks in the league, they were good right away, or they were good year two. Rodgers, different situation because he sat, but he was phenomenal his first year. Brady was phenomenal, Super Bowl champ, Pro Bowl, Mahomes, Herbert. Josh Allen is the anomaly there where it took him year three to be good. But then Kyler Murray was great year one. Lamar Jackson, his first four games, he was solid. Year two, unanimous MVP. Matt Stafford, he took a little bit of time, too. It wasn't until year three. He was hurt year two, to his credit. I think he only played three games. Burrow was great year one. Russell Wilson was great year one. Deshaun Watson was great year one. So I know we have all these talks about is the situation, is the players, the coaching, is the pieces around him, but the top quarterbacks in the league were really good really quick. And then on the other side, if you look about the quarterbacks who have busted over these last few years, I think I went back since like 2016 or so. The guys who have struggled, Sam Darnold, he's not good. Daniel Jones. The verdict's still out, but I'm out on him. Dwayne Haskins struggled. He never turned into a franchise guy. Josh Rosen, we know what happened to him. Drew Locke, Geno, Paxton Lynch, Hackenberg. Wentz and Baker are kind of the only two in there that are still like 50-50. Some people believe in them, some people don't. Goff? Are you throwing him in that category? Goff Goff is in that category too. But for the most part, what you are those first two seasons is probably what you're going to be the rest of your career. So the biggest anomaly is Josh Allen. That's the only one that you can look at. And Stafford, but Stafford was hurt year two. But his first season being healthy, he was fantastic. Yeah, year three... Well, his rookie season, he wasn't great. But year three, he was amazing. He had, I think, 40 touchdowns. Yeah, that, I think he had 5K. So what are year. you
0: telling me? You're telling me Zach Wilson is not going to be good?
2: So I'm saying is, at least by year two... And you can make the argument, if you're not great year one, all of these quarterbacks in the top ten outside of, of Josh Allen showed year one they could be special. I'm not I'm not saying I'm Allen, Zach Wilson, or Trevor Lawrence, but if they don't show... Like, because it, it's been different, we've had this rule where we have to wait three years for a quarterback, four years for a quarterback. No, that's not true. If you're Josh not Josh Allen's
1: the only reason why jo- that exists.
2: He's the only reason, but you have it's such a low probability still. If you're looking no, at Ryan Tannehill,
1: but he was decent in Miami, but, and,
2: and but even still, exactly, he was decent. Kirk in Miami, Cousins. and he's decent. He was good he in was, Washington. He, when was. he started. No, he was. He was. Yes, he was, he, was. Bro. he was really Kirk good Cousins in Washington. Cousins was an
0: interception machine his first couple of seasons. Bro. He put
2: up good numbers in Washington. without no, a doubt. He did not. He did. He did. Bro. His
0: first season.
2: Not first, about, maybe at least second. That's why. It's two years now. You get two. If you're not good by the end of your second year, you're done. It's a different NFL where you don't get to sit for a season. I mean, it happens every once in a while, I guess. But for the majority of the time, you're going out and you're playing pretty early. Kirk
0: Cousins, four touchdowns, three picks. Four touchdowns, seven picks. Ten touchdowns, nine picks. Then 29 touchdowns, 11 picks. What
2: was his first year starting? That Ten touchdowns, nine
0: picks. No, no,
1: not starting. He wasn't like, they starting starting. Give me like starting. 10 games started or something. because no, His RG3. first season starting completely 29 and 11.
0: Okay. Yeah, but he had three years to, like, sit I know, and learn.
2: Yes, that, that's a different situation because it took him some time to get in. Same thing no, with no, RG3, RG3. was a the number up. two overall pick, yeah. yeah. But if, you, if you're starting right away, and even if you're not starting right away, if it takes you that first season, if you're not good right away, like, it sounds crazy, but if you're not good right away, look at the top ten quarterbacks. They were all great almost immediately. So the whole you have to wait multiple seasons, see what happens, it's not really true. If you're not good by year two, you could cut bait on a quarterback. That's why going on to year four with Daniel Jones, they're different situation, they're rebuilding. They got Tyrod to bring in now, but that's why I don't believe in him because it's year four now. Like If I haven't seen it now, I'm probably not going to see it. We're talking about Sam Donald, though. I know, but he falls in the same category where everyone was wondering, oh, it's the Jets, this terrible organization, Adam Adam Gase, this terrible roster. Mm -hmm. He goes to Carolina with a much better roster. The offensive line isn't great, but the roster is better, at least offensively for sure, and he's still proven that he's still a turnover machine who's not accurate.
0: I mean, you know I was never high on Sam Darnold.
1: Never? Uh, Come on. You just defended it.
2: Stop
0: him.
1: it. No, no. He's saying <laughs> no, no, that no, no, jokingly. No. I
0: didn't I didn't defend him. I'm saying I can understand why he says he believes that he's proven he's good quarterback. Because he, he has he, proven it in, in singular very moments, in stints, maybe. he's proven it. In stints. In little 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 droplets, he's proven it. You could say yeah. that's true. But I'm looking at the half the glass half full, not half empty. And I'm taking Sam Donald's word. No, you're not being pessimistic. What I'm just saying is that I can understand what is why Sam Donald says
1: this. Ranking in the NFL right now. Look, this is what I'm the gonna 38? say. There's the 30th best quarterback.
0: What do I believe? You guys haven't asked me that once. I
1: no, that's exactly what I did. We I did said, ask. what do you think?
0: What I believe, I You haven't Seth, asked
1: me that once Sam Darnold <laughs>
0: is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL currently. He's been the least efficient non rookie quarterback when trailing. Since 2019, it's been Sam Darnold. Between 2019 and 2021, Darnold has 37 interceptions and 24 fumbles in 36 games. That's nuts. That is ridiculous. It's like two a game. Three of his first four seasons, Darnold has failed to complete 60% of his passes and nine touchdowns. He's only had nine passing touchdowns these past two seasons in each, each, each season and 12 and 11 games played. So he doesn't even average a passing touchdown a game. I don't think Sam Donald is good. And when he went to Carolina, I said he wasn't going to be good. They talked about him uh, making the Ryan Tannehill type of leap. Well, I never saw it. And I, I even said it back then that he's not going to do it because Ryan Tannehill was, was good. He was a good quarterback. Same with Mitch Trubisky. Like Mitch Trubisky, what he's going to do in Pittsburgh, he's going to be good. I believe that. So Sam Darnold, though. I was never in on him when he went to Carolina, but I cannot, like I said, I can understand why he said this because he has proven in moments that he's a good quarterback. And when you, as an individual do something once, you believe you can do it again, even
1: though you don't do argument it. Argument stinks. No, no, no. It doesn't. I know. It doesn't. I, like I get what your whole point is here. Yes. You prove it once. So yes, you. So have. So have you. Just come on. Have you ever
0: done something that you like? You've done it. You probably know you're not good at it, but you're like, I can do it again because I've done I'm it. I'm gonna already. tell you
1: right now. I'm horrible at soccer. I've played really, really good defense. I'm not claiming that I'm good at soccer. I'm not. Are you doing claiming that.
0: you're a good defender? Because you, you. Singled out defense.
1: Yeah, because that's really all I can do. I can dribble. I can shoot. I
2: can not pass. But I can play would you defense. Say, would you say that I'm you, not good?
0: Would you say that you've proven you're a good defender?
2: No. Hell no. <laughs> no. No way. It's different for professional athlete in his sport, though. I expect Darnold to say that. No. He has oh, to listen. Say that. I'm fine yeah. with him saying it because you
1: need confidence. That's one of the main thing that goes into being a professional. He's fighting for his NFL
2: However, career. However,
1: now as we analyze the statement. It's egregiously incorrect. That's it. Agreed.
0: Did you listen to what he said about the fans?
1: No. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I
0: actually watched the entire interview. and I, Well, no, I'm lying. I skipped to the part where like they got past USC and just about the NFL. That was
1: interesting. Talk to USC.
0: He basically said that he hates when fans criticize. He hates when fans criticize because he's like, <laughs> you know, strap it up. Like, strap it up, man. Like, you do it. And he's like, I don't go like to like a construction worker and say, hey, you know that tiling or the house you built sucks and stuff. And it had me thinking, and I was like, well, regular people get told they suck at their jobs every day. It isn't just professional athletes that get that get told they and suck.
2: That's what Baker said too. In in his, we're getting to Baker a little bit later, but he said that I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and just boo the shit out of them and watch them crumble. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you're, he's replaceable. At the end of the day, you're replaceable. If yeah, you're not right, like, you're replaceable.
0: Bro, literally modern jobs in America, and I already, I, I, well, we're, we live in America, so I guess I can make this, like, analysis, but jobs in America make you feel replaceable, especially like, me working, me at this age, I've worked multiple jobs. I worked at UPS, I worked as a delivery driver, I worked at jobs that I know are replaceable jobs, and... I mean, people don't criticize you like on a grand s- scale because nobody cares. But like you are a professional athlete. Of course, you're going to get more scrutiny or more attention on you because even we get that's how many that's how many oh that's God, how much you sure. have. That's, like, that's the thing. Yeah, go look have.
2: at our TikTok comments, yeah. bro. We get scrutinized to hell. Yeah, we watch, <laughs> we watch more film than they ever will in their entire lives. And they're calling us casuals. Yeah, so that's just how it's it, just it goes. it's just how people all have opinions. And most of the time they suck.
0: That, that's the thing, though, about like Sam Donald, though, is that I don't know why athletes say that like, oh, I would love to go to somebody's job and just boo the shit out of them. Like, bro, it's not I don't know why athletes feel like they're the only ones being singled out when it comes to criticism. Like everybody sure. gets criticized at any job you are and unless you're at the top of the top at your field of your job. Everybody at every job they have deals with the boss, deals with coworkers, deals with people that criticize them, deals with the people that work in customer service, oh deal god. with shitty attitudes all day. Like it's not just professional athletes who have it bad, and like oh my god, you know you're getting random people on Twitter calling you out. You just you must have this horrible social media. If you have any thing.
2: sort of following, you're gonna get criticized no matter what you tweet out. People are gonna come and say like, oh you're an idiot, you're dumb, you don't know what you're talking about. It's just it's what social media is like. I get what Darnold's saying. Like it sucks, but it's just kind of something you have to be like, all right. Who does John Smith eight seven six four three? What the hell does he know? Yeah, you know, no avatar. Yeah, with no Avi, like (laughs) I I understand
0: what he's saying. Like it does suck, but. I don't I don't agree with this statement or a lot of athletes' statement and acting like it only happens to them. Yeah. Like people should on LeBron, it. people should on Brady. It's
1: on a more global scale, yeah, you're scale. Right.
0: That's why. It, it just happens to them. It's more apparent. Correct. It's so but easy just because to find. it's more apparent doesn't mean it does it only happens to them.
2: Because you got if Darnold tweet I don't even know if he has a Twitter, but he tweets something out. I'm imagine 80% of his replies are people just shitting on him. Like there's not a doubt in my mind. The 20 million a year shouldn't make that feel a little bit more at ease.
1: I would be fine, right? Like, if you're t- fine, if I'm getting 20 million, I promise you, I'm reading these com- like any comment, hate comment towards me. I'm chuckling. I, I, I mean, Sam say. said he
0: doesn't even read anything,
1: real, yeah. and that's he real, he doesn't read anything, which is why he has this confidence. And I can respect that,
2: but a little bit of I'm not getting paid 20 mil. I, I saw 50 people call me a moron for, for saying, the saying the Bengals, Bengals. weren't going to make the <laughs> Super Bowl or whatever, they were they got lucky. I don't. I don't yeah. care, bro. Like, call me an idiot. Yeah. If I would imagine, I would have said last season the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I would have been destroyed on social media. Everyone would have said, "I have no idea what I'm talking about." People would say, "Get him off the show," and I would have been right. Yeah, that's why you you don't know shit. Yeah, no one does. True.
1: So I decided to look up the list for, um, Sam Darnold's top five USC quarterbacks just because. So it was Palmer, it was Matt Leiner, Mark Sanchez, Barkley, and Rodney yeah. Pete. You know who that is. So Rodney Peep finished second in Heisman voting in 1988. Was a six-round, 141st
2: overall pick. But he Assuming was pretty he, he was pretty damn good in USC.
0: I totally forgot about Matt Leinert.
2: Yeah, Leinert was the first name that came to mind, him and Vince Young. No, We're Leinert 100%. He,
1: he ended up getting the Heisman because Reggie Bush had his stripped. And that's... Ridiculous in and of itself, but that's a whole other conversation.
2: Minor was disgusting at USC. Bro, he, he was, was good. He so
1: should have been a good. Edit.
0: What's wrong with USC quarterbacks that they just don't pan out, bro? Carson Palmer, he was bad. That was the only one though. He yeah. was
1: good. No, it wasn't. He was good yeah, for sure, without a doubt. Really good. He was
0: the only one though.
1: He had great moments. Carson Palmer.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. No. Think he so. was the only one that was. Oh, good yeah, yeah, in Oh yeah. NFL. Everybody else wasn't.
2: Yeah, but I mean. There was, what, only two other first-round picks?
0: Matt Barkley, Mark Sanchez. But Barkley was, like, fifth-round pick. Matt Barkley wasn't a first-round pick. I'm just saying, like, Matt Leiner, Matt Barkley, Sam Darnold, they all didn't pan
2: Liner, out. Leiner was first-rounder, right? And Darnold. Those were the only two first-rounders that didn't pan Liner, out. And then Palmer did. Off the top of it was the 10th overall pick. Yeah. He and was, it was,
0: he didn't get the chance because of Kurt Warner. He came.
2: It was Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. Yeah. That's, listen, that, helps, that helps some quarterbacks.
0: You know guys. Sam Darnold used to play linebacker? Yeah. In high school. That's pretty
1: crazy.
2: Yeah. Yep. Didn't know
1: that.
0: Yep. I was a Sam Darnold fan. Tell you what, I'm, a,
1: I'm very excited to talk about this next topic. Debo Samuel? Correct.
0: So, Debo Samuel, the the reason why I talked about Darnold being linebacker is because Debo Samuel said he wants to be the highest non-paid quarterback in the NFL. And in your opinion, do you think that he's deserved it up to this point? To be the highest non-paid quarterback in the NFL To get this Tyreek Hill level money, uh, Devontae Adams level money. He is a wide back. He does everything. He was.
1: He's tough for that. Very.
0: Their entire offense was Debo Samuel running game, wide receiver. This guy put his body on the line. So, what do you think? Does he deserve to be the highest paid non cute quarterback?
1: No. And I am acknowledging that Debo Samuel is one of the best talents we have in the NFL, without a doubt. But we saw that on display one season. One season of him being an elite-level talent. You showing me one season of elite play is not warranted to be the highest-paid player in football. Now, his rookie season, he was solid for sure. He put up just under, I want to say, no, 800 flat. Three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, so six total. Next season was plagued with injuries. The hamstring really got him. The following season after that, which was this past season, he was all-world. 1,400 receiving, over 300 rushing, eight rushing touchdowns, 14 total touchdowns. He was a freak of nature. But I can't look at one season and automatically say, you deserve to be paid more than Tyree Kill, who has done it for four or five seasons of being a top-five receiver. I can't see you being paid higher than DeAndre Hopkins, who's had a laundry list of seasons of being, at worst, the top two receiver in the NFL. Devontae Adams, another player who has been the best wide receiver over these past couple of seasons, who's just been as consistent as it gets at the wide receiver position for years on years. These guys earned their money. Yes, Debo Samuel has earned a paycheck, but there's no way after one season he deserves to be the highest paid player, especially when we've seen a player like Christian McCaffrey have one of the greatest statistical seasons we've seen from a skill position player over 1,000 rushing, over 1,000 receiving, was unbelievable in 2020, I believe. Or 2019, excuse me. And they gave him this money. And now, in hindsight, we look at it, and I'm sure the Panthers wish they didn't be so quick-triggered to give him that money. It was one unbelievable season, and even to CMC's credit, at least he had been a 1,000-yard rusher the season prior. Debo Samuel's situation, never been a 1,000-yard receiver, really didn't enforce his will as a runner until this past season. He showed his electricity this past season, and I think he deserves a contract, but there's no way I can sit here and say he deserves to be over Tyreek, over Devontae, over, over DeAndre Hopkins. There's no way.
2: You might have a different opinion than me.
0: There's a lot of risk involved with Debo Samuel. Because you're right. His second season, he got hurt. I mean, he's only been in the NFL for three years. His first, his rookie season was really good. He was really good. Second season, he got hurt. Third season, he has a breakout season that I predicted was going to happen. See, all this that I I disagree with you on this point. Talking about he didn't solidify himself as a runner. Maybe the stats say that. But when you watch Debo his first two seasons, you knew he was capable of it. He was. Before the season, I was telling you the reason why I take Debo over a guy like DK was because I can line him up in a slot outside as a running back. He is dangerous with the ball in his hands. This is the first season that Kyle Shannon actually was like, okay, Debo, you're going to be a running back too. We're going to line you up um, out back in the backfield. And then he shined. I had no doubt that was going to happen.
1: And be a running back?
0: I had no doubt. Do Listen, get, I had no doubt that he get, can do you it.
1: Listen, I had no doubt that he can do it. You get your credit for saying that Debo Samuel was going to break out and be an unbelievable I had no doubt that he to, can do that. I had on. no you doubt. Saw him be a, you saw him being a running back? I saw that, yeah. I'm
2: sorry, man.
0: I saw You, 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 you saw not.
2: him inventing a new position? A wide back? Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> Debo is that special. Come on, Joel. Debo Samuel is that special. Does he deserve to be the, the highest paid non-quarterback? There's a lot of guys in front of him that I would put over him in terms of getting paid. But by all means, if the 49ers don't want to do it, trade him to the Jets. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I don't I don't ki- I will make him the highest paid non-quarterback. I will. If I'm Joe Douglas, I will do it. You give him 30? I will
1: do it. 30. I will do Insane. it. Insane. I will do it in a heartbeat. You cannot. In a heartbeat. It
2: depends on the situation. There's in a no heartbeat. Way, there's no situation right now that you can pay him thirty. You could pay him $30 million if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal like the Jets and like the 49ers are expecting to do with, with Trey Lance. That's where it makes sense because I agree. Not And you just listed off wide receivers. But if you want exactly. to talk about Donald, TJ Watt, like Come Jalen on, Ramsey, you know. th- the list goes on and like, on about guys no, that should be paid no more than There is no
1: non-quarterback that should be paid higher than Aaron Donald. It's that simple. There's no way that you can validate that type of point.
2: Yeah, Miles Garrett too, Teron Armstead, even though he didn't get a best Trent all, Williams. These like, are all
1: great guys. We're talking about Aaron Donald, who has been arguably the best player in football. Yeah,
2: not being I amongst. think it's five straight years he's been the highest PFF rated player. He's that shown defensive.
1: dominance that we haven't seen since Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, Wide receiver doubt. is
0: the second most important position right now in football, though. Probably, I
1: agree with that though. Yeah, I do agree with that. But even he's, still, he should, be, he, should like, he should
0: be paid more than Jalen Ramsey.
1: Okay, I'm fine with that. More than Jalen argue. Ramsey is tough for me to sit I'm, with. Because I'm in my in my opinion, do I agree with the statement that wide receivers are the second most important? I could side with that. Like, I see the point.
2: Yeah.
1: But I look at corners and the difficulty that they are put through with all the new rules and regulations put in place. If wide
2: receivers are second most important, you need a guy that could cover the second most important That's position, why I think is... that I
1: have quarterback number one, I have corner number two, and Ooh. then I have receiver number three. I don't know. If you are an elite corner and you can... Sh- I'm taking a Revis before I'm taking a Devontae Adams because I know that I don't have to worry about a specific side of the field because I have that on lock. I can take away your best receiver because I have the best shutdown corner in the game. Well, Devontae there Adams
0: are, isn't on Revis's level.
1: I'm just going by the best receiver to the best corner. I'm just being Calvin. Mo- are you taking Randy Moss or are you taking Darryl Calvin or, D- or Darrell? Oof. <laughs> that is a great conversation to have. That's I a great say, conversation. I can't say. I can't say. I can't say. I take. I. I have to take. Calvin. My
0: choice would be
2: Calvin. Calvin yeah.
0: Johnson would cook Darrell. Calvin my I mean, second they, favorite they player up. of all time. He, he, yeah. he
2: held him. Calvin's number
0: two. Yeah, he, he him. did him. He, yeah, it he was okay. Them. Yeah, but I know if they match up, like if they had multiple matchups, I think Calvin uh, Calvin's going to get his. It's like he's six six,
2: bro. It's like having like we're talking about the the Nets and Celtics. Like I know Katie's going to give me thirty. Like I know Calvin's going to put up hundred most games. Which is, you're not going to stop. With the
1: rules put in place. It's very hard for a corner to completely shut down a receiver. Yeah, it doesn't happen. If if Jalen was in the era where he was in between, like even Revis's era to a degree, Charles Woodson's era, his numbers would be insane because now he's able to be a little more physical. You look at Jalen and you see a physical specimen. For him to still be as shut down as he is in 2022's NFL rules and regulations for a corner is, is amazing to see. But that's why I can understand the argument of why a receiver is more important because you're yeah, going to have a guy advantage. like Jamar. Exactly, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. have a guy like Jamar that's going to be able to break off a big play inevitably because he can just get past you because Jalen's not allowed to grab. And you're also so throwing Jerry it 40 Rice times. or
0: Deion Sanders.
1: Deion was clamps, man. But the thing is, Jerry, he, there was a point where you could say that he was the best player, He's the football best player football. of all time, because of longevity. Oh, the fact right that he there, was so. in his 40s, putting up over a 1000 yard receiving seasons, that is yeah, just something never but we're even never going to Even in again. his
0: prime, though, without the longevity, he was oh, well, known as... We're yeah, talking
1: about the, the best receiver of all time, for Jerry Rice, sure. yes. Yeah. But Dion, for what he
2: did, every team he went to, he had success. To go real quick, get back to the Debo topic. It makes sense for the Niners to pay him because, like you mentioned, he was their entire offense last season. I don't want to say entire because... Elijah Mitchell was phenomenal. Their offensive line was great. George Kittle. George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk. It was had moments. their entire
0: offense, but he was a the one majority you're, you're of game it. planning for the most. Yeah, oh, for
2: sure. And that's why it By makes far. sense for the Niners, especially when you have a creative head coach like Shanahan. That's why I would love him to come to the Jets with LaFleur. I yeah. saw what he did with Braxton Berrios. Do that times 10 with Debo Samuel. Yeah. So when you have the Don't ability to. Maxton, <laughs> they're going to say Debo. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> when you have the chance to not pay a quarterback, you could overpay at other positions, especially premium positions like wide receiver. And that's why we're going to see so many receivers taken high in this draft Mm -hmm. because we see how much they're getting paid. They're getting paid. Someone tweeted at me asking me about like, oh, what do you think of like the new, uh, like how wide receivers are getting paid? And I was like, it's scaling. Quarterbacks used to get paid 30 million. Now your new contracts are getting paid 45 million. Receivers used to get paid 15 to 20 million. Now they're getting 30 million. So it's just scaling up. So we see all these crazy numbers. We're like, how are you gonna give them $30 million? Just look where the cap's going. Look at what quarterbacks getting paid. And it makes sense why receivers are making that much money too.
0: Debo deleted everything Forteana's related from his Instagram. I hate this and, new and trend. I mean, I, I think it. the reason you might hate man. it, hmm? but the Gen only Z. reason you might hate it, but the only reason it happens is because this is that's the only real leverage these players have
2: in negotiations. Social media?
0: Taking the social media and making it known that they are unhappy with their situation by deleting posts.
2: And you saw what Shanahan said. But he is said that anyone could be traded for the right price?
0: That's what Joe Douglas' motto is, though.
2: And I'll tell you what it is. I respect him for that. Uh, I don't know if I don't think you'd say that about Zach. No, but
0: uh,
1: I'll say this. You can't Uh, say
0: that about your quarterback in general.
1: I'm blanking off. You you said something that was going to, that sparked the thought, but we changed topics. So I forgot about Debo
0: deleting stuff on his Instagram. Lost
1: it. Lost it. Gen Z. Nope. Lost it. It's Uh, all right.
0: (laughs) If I'm the Jets. Yeah, I'm getting Debo easily. I will pay him that money. I don't care if it's just one year of an elite production. I know what he's capable of. If we have Debo with Elijah Moore, Corey Davis,
2: with CJ
0: Uzama, Conklin. Tyler Conklin, like, come Top on, 10 bro. Come on. Zach is having a Pro Bowl-level season. There's no doubt. Oh, also, by the way, I ordered us Zach Wilson's good t-shirts. Tough. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That's hard. That's I hard. ordered them. I, I don't know when they're coming. It said they're already shipped. So... It, my next football shirt should be here.
1: Let's go. Cool. Zach yeah, we're Wilson is good, yeah. We're in that as hell. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I need the Braxton Berrios is good shirt.
2: Facts. You are a Braxton Barrios number one fan. I'm not going to lie. Braxton Barrios. <laughs> There's actually someone on Twitter who was tweeting at the Jets, I think for 47 straight days, about mm-hmm. re-signing Braxton Barrios. So Smart. she might have you beat. But you might be number two. I'll take it.
0: Also, I feel like another reason Debo should be demanding this type of money is because right now he's currently Got it. 20th and 49ers payroll. And I mean... He's literally playing two
1: positions. And should, he sh- Should he be higher paid than Nick Bosa? Yes. that's You're saying that confidently? Yes. I don't know, man.
0: Nick Bosa is elite, but he also has an injury history, so too. So is Debo. I know.
1: <laughs> I would just... Nick a, came in and the defense changed immediately.
0: As a fan, I'm looking at Debo, and I'm like, I just want to watch that more.
1: So, of course. So I I remember what my point was initially when we are talking about players and their leverage... It's not always been beneficial for them to do the whole, I'm going to sit out, you know, I, I'm showing you that I'm visibly unhappy. Le'Veon Bell was the number one running back in the NFL, sits out a whole season, becomes irrelevant. But he
2: he's, got paid, though. He, no, you get your money but for he, sure. He's different because he was towards the end of the running back prime. To he a was, degree. He, he was, was 20, 25, 25 he was, He's still young. But running backs fall off at of 27.
1: Not most, all of most, them. Majority, yeah, of course, yes. But, but majority still, we're of backs are talking about Le'Veon Bell, who was still the
2: best. He also screwed up because he went to the Jets with the worst offensive Correct. line, Adam Gase. Correct. And, and, didn't and also, his
0: style, I will say that. For sure. You the get reason your money, why, which I
2: guess it's a bonus, yeah, and gotta that's gotta the whole
1: big thing. But in my eyes, as someone who cares about your production, of course, you care about your money. You care about your financial stability, you your should. family. I respect that 100%. But you had a chance to be one of the best. And you squandered it.
0: The reason why Le'Veon Bell looks bad in hindsight is because he turned down a bigger contract from the Steelers.
1: That's true. He wanted 14-5. The I think yeah, he turned he, down-
0: the Steelers basically offered him the same amount of money. 14 And then I he was like, no, far. I'm going to sit out the season. And, and then he got the same amount of money. He declined from the Jets.
2: I remember the moment he signed with the Jets. I got the sleeper alert. I was alert. so happy, bro. Bro, I tweaked. You, you, know, I started, you know what's crazy, started, though? Yeah, I did. Even I started though, screaming.
0: Even though I tweaked when it happened, I actually made a video that now is privated on my YouTube channel, but I made a video about why Le'Veon Bell wasn't gonna be good with the Jets. It was I was like he wasn't gonna be good with the Jets. Remember? Because
1: your team could not help him.
0: Because our offensive line. And because Le'Veon Bell sat out and James Conner had a breakout year.
1: James
2: Conner was amazing that year.
1: He was mad good. Well, that offensive line was fantastic.
0: And that was the beginning of showing that it's the offensive line, not the running back that truly matters.
1: Mm, But not always, but in that specific situation where Le'Veon's play style was that patient. 90% of the time it's that way. But his running style was so unique, and he executed so fantastically. He was so You had to give him that respect. And as a receiver, come on. He was insane. He had one of the best hands as a running back we've ever seen. what would you do with
2: Saquon? Similar guy who has won a mate. I guess he has more, but he he has... All these injury problems, right? He hasn't shown consistent production. You're a big Saquon guy. That's why I'm asking you because they're kind of different boats because Debo just put up a top five receiver season. The thing is you can't
1: give Saquon top dollar. I think you can give Debo top dollar, but he should not be the highest paid player. You
0: give him top dollar because he's a receiver. Yeah, yeah, fine. That's
1: why. That's fine. I agree with that. But the thing is Saquon's game is also diverse where he has great hands for a running back. And even still, he is the most explosive when healthy running back there is but he is not a receiver and he, he's no, more he's explosive not. than jt yeah it's been like three years since it has been that. it has been i'll take jt fair <laughs> right i get it
0: it's unfortunate what happened to saquon no it
1: actually breaks my heart i could cry right now on air thinking about it it just helps my running backs don't matter uh agenda
2: but yeah, so he's, JT a, he's a, he's will be a great man probably. he's a great man i love jt oh but i believe you i also recognize that derrick henry doesn't matter uh, he managed to an extent, but not too He's much. He's the most important player on Tennessee. They didn't
0: yeah. drop off with Deontay Foreman, though.
2: I would say they dropped. They, he lost him for eight games. They were the one seed. Interesting.
0: And Deontay Foreman put up big numbers, and too.
2: And Derrick Henry said how many phenomenal seasons, and they've really, I guess, went to the Apes, Apes And <laughs> who
1: was the best player for them? Henry.
2: Okay. but this past season, proved otherwise. In the playoffs, running backs
1: could be the most impactful player on an offense. And they, yeah. are, they could lead to the offense... Ultimately, winning the Super Bowl. Maybe Leonard Fournette, Brady didn't help. I'm not saying that he didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying Leonard Fournette was huge. I know, in the but playoffs. if they
2: have Jameis. Are they getting there? No, no, I
1: no no way. I'm just I'm just speaking, just going through history, right? You had Fournette. I wouldn't rule it, it was out. Fantastic. Oh, bro, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. CJ Anderson for the Broncos. Yeah, he, defense is great. I'm not saying that it wasn't, but for our offense, you still had to put up points. CJ yeah, Anderson but was did. amazing. Had over hundred yards in the Super Bowl. That was a rough Super Bowl. It was. It was an ugly. It was one of the uglier ones. It was. It was. 20, I, I mean, 24-14. 20,
0: it's about 14. situations. What it's really about.
2: Yeah. No, I I don't disagree. I'm just saying, no, don't be too quick. Correct. When I see a running back take a team to the Super Bowl, I'll shut up. I mean, I'm asking for the world, but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have well. It's going to happen this year. Oh, Michael Carter. Facts. Let's go. No, that's not
0: what I was going to say.
1: JT hate Michael Carter. I don't
2: care. Your Matt Ryan agenda bro? No.
0: Actually, yeah, j it thank could you. be, but it would be more cuz of Cause
2: Matt, Matt Ryan though. There it is. We almost called him damn. Right, that's why <laughs> damn. I said yeah. You know
0: what's the thing is that you're going to be so surprised when Paris Campbell has a breakout year. Oh my god.
1: He's Matt what, Ryan's going to
0: make it. What's a nice. breakout year for Paris Campbell? Six, 600 yards.
1: <laughs> um Sean Alexander? <gasps>
2: uh how many years ago, 20? 2007, right? 2006, okay, 2006, 15 years ago. But I mean, regardless of that. It's a whole different NFL. Entirely different NFL. Guess.
1: Yeah, if you want to go back in the day, for sure. Yeah, you got it. I, I, listen, I went to 2007, it's fifteen I, years ago. I, I understand that, but you were like eight I'm, years old. I didn't say Walter Payton. I didn't say Emmitt Smith. I, I didn't say any of these crazy names. I said Sean Alexander in 2007. Well, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley got hurt, and that's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. But they were the number one offense. They were, but it was And Jared bec- Goff was ridiculous. He was ridiculous, but even still, you still had C.J. Anderson come in and be fantastic. Which just shows that you could replace Todd Gurley. <laughs> but you still have the running back be important to the yeah, offense. Well, yeah,
2: in Sean McVay's system, the running back is very important. That's how his scheme is built. It's based off play action and you know zone and, and running. they did nothing in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm, I'm rather saying it's replaceable. Probably the most replaceable position. If Todd that Gurley, who was the best running back in football that year, could come out and C.J. Anderson come in, Deontay Foreman this season with Derrick Henry. So, what about
0: Carolina though? When they had the two the two headed monster, with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, when Cam was MVP. But like they didn't have a great passing
2: offense. Cam Newton was MVP. Yeah, but because of the running, because of the because of the running game though. Kevin Benjamin was great. Greg Olson. Kevin Benjamin. Ben- he missed that. He season. missed that entire season. He missed that season. Greg right. Olson. Yep. Yeah.
1: Devin Funches was actually. Yeah, Cam was MVP. He had thirty-five passing touchdowns. Cam, he had fifty total.
0: No, I know, but the, the running game is what got them. I'm there. not saying you're wrong, like but Cam was
2: still great. Thirty-five. No, touchdowns I know passing. And it's but great. I'm just saying, there's a reason why it was one and never happened again. Like they had one great season. San Francisco,
0: they just went against KC. Raheem Mostert. Mostert a, was great. That's
1: a fact.
2: They lost. They
0: lost, but you didn't say that. We're talking about just. And you know why now. they lost?
2: Because Jimmy G couldn't complete a long pass for a touchdown.
0: No, they lost because the defense couldn't hold Mahomes on a third and long. You no,
2: know, but also Jimmy G had a wide open touchdown that he missed. No, Another thing that gets d- slept on: Damian Williams could have been Super Bowl MVP. Damian, oh, uh, for KC, yes. you're saying he had a great game. No, you're not. I'm not, I'm
1: not saying you're Sony wrong. Sony Michelle could have been Super Bowl MVP. They gave it to Julian Edelman. That's your boy. I'm, I'm not mad. So. I'm not mad. Julian Edelman put up a great game. He did. Sony Michelle, you could have argued he could have won it as well. I'm not saying Brady. you're
0: wrong. I'm just saying that.
1: Not, oh my god!
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that it wasn't. It wasn't just because Jimmy G was bad that the Niners lost. Like they blew a lead and defense they, has oh, the, no. They did,
2: that. but they had the chance to win the game and take it well, right no, back.
0: One hundred percent
2: fell on the quarterback. But I, I'm just saying it's because when you have to go downfield in that two minutes to make that game-winning drive, it's the quarterback. It's not the running back. You're right. Rashawn
1: you know Lynch Super Bowl against the Pats. He basically did everything for them. He had a forty yard catch. Yes, he had a forty yard catch that drive. It's pretty good that year. Not saying that he's not, but Marshawn Lynch was all world and would have been the Super Bowl MVP had they won. Uh, I'm not saying saying that you have to usually show up in those playoffs. I'm I'm not saying you you have to have
2: a scrub at running back and you're going to the Super Bowl.
1: I'm just saying we've seen running backs be unbelievably important to a roster. when it comes to winning, we've
2: seen the unbelievably good running backs go out, replacement level backup guys come in, and nothing nothing changes.
1: Nothing changes. That's not necessarily We just true. saw with Deontay
2: Foreman. Derrick Henry, the best running back in football, was out for eight weeks. We were and talking they were the about one the season. regular season, right? Derrick Henry did it in
1: the postseason, and it led to winning. They lost to the Chiefs because, one, the Chiefs were crazy, and their defense blew it. And so, Derrick Henry didn't have a great game, and him not
2: having a great game impacted the offense to not be great. You're, but you're probably taking, like, 13 quarterbacks before you take Derrick Henry.
1: I guess we're talking about the most important position in the game, yeah, though. That's
2: fair. But you're probably taking 15 receivers before Derrick Henry.
1: That I can't. I don't know if that's necessarily true.
2: Maybe 15 strong. 10. Yes.
1: Even still, am I taking Mike Evans or, or Derrick Henry? Godwin or Ter- Derrick Henry? You said a really good name, and I still would take Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, I would take Derrick Henry too. Mm. Yeah, you bugged out.
2: You said well, a good name because you know I like Godwin. And I, I like his I, yeah. play. It depends on the obviously because at the end of the day, it's the quarterback is going like, to make like. Are, are you taking JT? You're
1: taking Godwin.
2: Mm. It, T- keep well, it, that's, keep well, that's that's why because I said quarterback and you
1: I, argued receiver, no, no, which is fine, I'm fine with the receiver conversation now. If you're right?
2: taking average, the quarterback, I'll take God. No, if, no, no, assuming no, he God it. healthy. Yeah, okay, sure. fine. I'll take Godwin over JT. Yeah, that's crazy because
1: JT, you can't forget that he can also catch passes. Oh,
2: for sure he can. I've seen it many times. Derrick Henry can also catch passes. This was his first year, but yeah, he he always could. Nah, they just didn't, correct. U- they didn't utilize. Correct. Him. But it's, my my overstating point of all of this is that the running back position is incredibly replaceable, and that's why I would not spend premium draft capital or pay them top dollar. How are you
0: backing out on Mike Carter just that easily,
2: dude? <laughs> I love Mike Carter, <laughs> but that's what I love—a fourth round pick. And look what Mike Carter does—he came in and he was automatically our so best wouldn't running back. You pay him eight million a year. If I have Zach Payton, paying him nothing, sure. But eight million a year is different. That's a you're probably the twelfth highest paid running back.
0: No, nah, I'm playing. I mean, I, I do agree with you. Running backs are replaceable.
1: I don't necessarily disagree because we've... Look, go through history. Yes, there's been moments.
2: They are replacing the And it's also usually a lot of these teams that go to the Super Bowl on high-powered offenses, which is why the running backs are successful. I'm saying I
1: don't disagree with your point. However, we can't just gloss over running backs like they don't have a direct impact on winning at times.
2: Nah, I I do know what you're saying, but a lot of the time is... When's the time that there was a bad or average quarterback and the running back really carried them? I, you could say the Niners, but their defense was I phenomenal. I guess. But the, the thing
0: about that, the thing I don't like that argument because football is not a sport that's like that. When's the last time you've seen a team make the Super Bowl that doesn't at least have a top fifteen rushing offense?
2: Top fifteen rushing offense, like
0: Bengals. Joe Mixon just had a thousand yards yeah, rushing. Mixon was phenomenal. That's a good
2: point. Well, top fifteen. A I team. Mean, a top team. That, not a t- that team
0: that makes a run that that far has to have a balanced attack. Top 15 is not that part. impressive. Top 15, I think, is impressive. Uh, it is impressive.
2: I don't know. If it, like, if you're the 13th best rushing attack, like, you're probably a pass-heavy offense still.
0: You're right, but 13th is still pretty high.
2: It's good, but I mean... That means you're, an efficient, you're an efficient it. running If you were team. to set, like, top five or top seven, then we probably could have an But argument. that's the
1: thing. I feel like that's more... Top 15, what he's saying, which is pretty... 15 average. Yes, it's
2: lenient. Like if you have a yeah, you're gonna have a. Most of the time, if you go in the Super Bowl, you're gonna have a pretty damn good team. So you probably have a pretty decent running back. Yeah. Like it's just, it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, you just have an all around team. I mean, we haven't, we haven't. What you're saying, we haven't seen a quarterback just carry an entire roster Super Bowl.
1: I don't know if that's necessarily not, true. Maybe not Ooh. the Super Bowl. Brady,
0: he didn't carry nothing against
1: the Eagle that year with the Eagles.
2: It was a pretty bad team.
0: You're right, but like Brady, for the most part, didn't carry. He always he's always had top ten defenses. But that year, the
2: defense was great. Seahawks had some bad teams that Russ has carried to playoffs and playoffs. To the playoffs, wins. not the Super Bowl. We're I know, talking about I the know Super Bowl. That, I'm just speaking out loud. Relax.
0: Yeah, I mean you you're trying to sing it out running backs because they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I know quarterbacks I, are the same
1: way. I'll say this: like Philip Rivers never made it to carry the team to the Super Bowl. Payton Payton's fifty five touchdown season. Yes, we look at Demaryius, we look at Eric Decker, no, we look at the squad that they had. Peyton was the reason they were as great as they were. That defense was not that
2: great. Peyton carried yeah, that to you got the Tebow Super Bowl the year before. Correct. You guys won a playoff game. That was it. Correct. You're just extremely limited. Correct. Payton
0: didn't carry that team, bro. That team was an all-around offensive juggernaut
2: because of Payton, man. But Payton because, unlocked but, it. But
0: because they had a lot of weapons too, though.
2: Peyton unlocked it.
0: Well, yeah, he's a great quarterback. But I mean, they had a lot not of weapons. not just great. They had a lot of weapons.
1: <laughs> that wasn't enough respect no. for you. <laughs> Um, especially when he's saying that he didn't carry them when he 100% did. He made Demarius Thomas, God rest his soul, a top three receiver in the NFL after being fringe, fringe, I'm being generous, top 15.
0: You act like that's bad, though.
1: I'm being generous, too. Like, let's be real with Tebow. Was anyone even considering him a top 20 option?
2: What was twenty twelve versus this year before? In
0: 2012... He had 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's with Payton. Payton yeah. what was his, that was his first year with Payton. What, what
2: was he in 2011? What was his numbers? In
0: 2011, 551 yards. Oh, he played
1: 11 games, though. Okay, so then go look at Eric Decker. You're probably on a couple hundred yards. So
2: He's, he's going he's gonna to have under 1,000.
1: Again, I was being generous.
2: Eric Saints.
0: Decker had 612 yards 8 touchdowns.
2: They were a very rush-heavy offensive team, no obviously. No doubt.
1: Willie McGee, legend. They didn't have a quarterback no, to Marino. pass. I mean, but Willie McGee actually was the guy in 2011. No, Sean. Shout out well, we, to We Pan. saw
0: Eric Decker play well after Payton, though, too. Sure. No doubt.
1: No doubt. Eric Decker was, I like I said, with Tebow, Eric Decker was better than De- Demarius Thomas. Payton came in and took Demarius to heights that no one saw. But then
0: Demarius also had 1,000 yards with Trevor Simeon.
1: Because Demarius was already solidified by then.
0: I know. I'm just saying, I feel like, he was still. He would have still been a great receiver.
1: It took. I mean, it was his it, third year. Again, he had pain. Manning. It, it only was going to benefit you.
0: Like for example, like I feel like we look, We're looking at the numbers too heavily here.
1: I'm not. Look, I'm not even looking at numbers, right? I'm no, just going you, off top of my we head. We just
0: called him out though. Like for example,
1: I said that he's Demarius Thomas. He was going to be good once he was okay, done with pain. For, exa-
0: for example, though,
1: Jerry Judy,
3: okay,
0: has doesn't have the numbers to solidify. To, to basically meet the case that of being a great receiver that you think he is. Correct. Even though you think he's a great receiver, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is probably going to make sure that Jerry Judy has a breakout season.
1: For sure. You know, at least that's what we're expecting. And I'm going to say Russell Wilson bless Jerry Judy. And although, although you're going to
0: say that, we still acknowledge he was probably a good receiver before that.
1: He was a talented receiver before that. Yeah, but just needs a quarterback to in the NFL. But all you're though.
0: telling me is that. He just has a quarterback that can, that can throw catchable passes, because Drew Lock has one of the most uncatchable pat, like throwing rates. I'm not di- I'm not disagreeing by any means. So like if like like if I put Jerry Judy with like a Matthew Stafford. Like he does this, he probably puts yeah. up great numbers. For sure, if I put him with a Matt Ryan, he puts but again, up great numbers. Again, we're talking
2: about the most important position in the quarterback. You're just having such a huge upgrade from Drew Lock to Russell Wilson, of course. So you're gonna yeah, see like the Drew Lock sometimes. is what like a bottom
1: 40 and, and quarterback. even still, sure. Jerry Judy put up 800 receiving yards his rookie season with Drew Lock. All right, so the, it's, the, it's already is there. But even still, I'm acknowledging that Russell's going to take him to even better heights.
0: Like Judy can probably get a thousand yards with Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick is. A very good answer because Ryan Fitzpatrick will blindly throw the ball to Brandon Marshall. his best I love ever. Fitzpatrick's game.
2: Yeah, just not not in Miami. Oh no way.
0: <laughs> the plan is currently going on, and which means the NBA playoffs is is now coming soon, which we're excited about. This Saturday, sure. it's going to be great. And you know what that means? And get ready for all the action by betting Amen. on the plan tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 in any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now, Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the NBA playing tournament, and get one hundred dollars and fit $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Talking about the plan, what's the current score of the game?
2: I'll let you know right now.
0: You're on the SPNL.
2: and I'm on baseball time. Mets had a nice victory today. I'm wearing Pete Alonzo jersey. Shout out to Pete. Three for five. Ooh. Home run two doubles.
1: Had to know, unfortunately. Still early-ish. Five minutes left in the third. 81-65 Hawks. 81 are winning. 65, Hawks. Haw- Hawks are Damn. winning.
0: The Hornets are pretenders, bro. Just, this is their second year in a row in a play. Let me see Trae they're, Young they're they're with bad.
1: 40 points right now. Pretty complete game. Wow. The Hawks came to play. Galnari 12, Hunter 16, Capella 15, 15 and 15. Damn. Damn. And Trey Young 14 and 8.
0: Yeah, they're all playing well.
1: Quarter, 13, 5,
0: and 2. What are the odds they upset the Heat in the first round?
1: My God. Plus 1,000 maybe?
2: No. you Are you going to call that? Trae, Trae Young yeah. hates
0: Jimmy Butler. Like, they got real beef. Well, I don't know if he hates him, but like...
1: Jimmy
2: Butler they play, seems they, to have beef with a have lot have of beef. people. Jimmy Butler does have beef with everyone. When they play, they have beef. He just has that play style. Stuff. oh
0: Two other things that happened that I think we should briefly talk about and touch on. Derek Carr got a contract extension. He's going to get paid $40 million a season. And this has led to basically two sides of fans coming at this. One of them, Derek Carr deserves it. Um, He's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. On the other side, Derek Carr is like in the mid-tier of quarterbacks. He's not elite. He's not great. Why pay him? This much money. Now, where do you sit on that line, Joel, since you are a quarterback advocate?
2: I'm a quarterback, and I'm a Derek Carr advocate. But I the, thought that's where you were going with that. Yeah, the Derek Carr contract, it's $40 million a year, but it's not really $40 million a year. It's kind of a one-year extension, and they could get out of it. it. Derek Carr said he wanted to have this money so he could make the team flexible. He said that when he signed his previous contract, he was sad to see his best friend Khalil Mack get traded for you know a couple first-round picks when he got traded to the Bears. Um, but you have to pay Derek Carr. I mean, he's sure, is he not... He's a borderline top 10 quarterback, but you have to just admire guys who could get through adversity like he has with the Raiders who have not really been the most stable organization, you know, going through different head coaches, stuff with Henry Ruggs. Can I ask you, how isn't it 40 million? He has a potential out in um, 2023. Okay. So you think he's going to... Well, no, I'm not saying the Raiders are going to cut him by any means. I'm not saying
1: they're going to cut him, but you're saying he's going to opt out of the contract?
2: No, it would be the Raiders have the opportunity. They're not going to, but the contract is set up where a lot of the money is like fake more or less.
1: So in terms of like you can make it signing bonus yes. and stuff like that? Yes. All right. Which
2: is contracts are kind of... Man, I'll tell you, you what, do
1: you like that? Mm. In my opinion, I feel like it, the that loophole in
2: salary cap is kind of well, annoying. The issue is that these contracts aren't fully guaranteed in the NFL. For like sure. the NBA, you can't get out of contracts. Yeah. Like you're stuck with it. That's why Russell Westbrook and John Wall, like you see all these crazy contracts. That'll never happen in the NFL because very few contracts, that's to Sean and Kirk Cousins are the only ones on my mind that are fully guaranteed. So you can play with the money, make it signing bonuses and manipulate the cap that way. I like it for the NFL and for me as a fan because I'm not going to get stuck with a terrible contract for four seasons. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the players don't really, like the players want fully guaranteed contracts, I understand that, but they're always... Changing this to like signing bonuses and stuff, and I I never really heard players complain about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like as long as they're getting their money, then it's cool with me. So I shouldn't hate
1: on it for the fact that team like teams like the Saints that are supposed to be in some of the worst cap hell that there ever was, they're somehow finessing new players on their squad every single year. I don't mind
2: it because it makes it's easier to rebuild and easier to become relevant.
1: Okay. When you're
2: when you have like two bad contracts in the NBA, you're screwed. But then I feel like then you can continue to to try
1: and finesse a roster that you had success with over and over and over again. Because you can somehow finesse making the the money work by do you, just giving me... These...
2: a bad thing to try running it back? No,
1: I just mean that eventually you're supposed to put yourself in a position in the NFL unless you're taking a, a pay cut like Tom Brady did that you have your quarterback, you pay him an obscene amount of money. That basically skews your salary cap every single season yes. and inevitably you're... Stuck financially where you either hit in the draft, but you really aren't in a position because you, you paid this quarterback, this top dollar. So you're not really going to be garbage enough to get a really great draft pick. You understand? I do.
0: I mean, listen, I understand what you're saying, and I understand why you're saying it as well, because this just makes things worse for the Broncos, right? The, the fact that they can manipulate the cap this way so they can have a better roster, you don't like it. They're your rivals that you're in division. I understand, and they're a better team than you guys right now. It's as simple as that. Because that I can understand. I can understand your frustration. Unbelievable. I don't. I don't know what you mean though about having an out because here on ESPN it says it's a three year, one hundred twenty one point five million dollar contract mm-hmm. that has a no trade clause and extends through the twenty twenty five season.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. It says if I'm on spot track. It says that they have a potential out 2023, one year, $25 million, And it would be 5 million point si- $5.6 million. I could, I'll try
2: to find the tweet that I saw that maybe explains it better. For me,
1: I, I feel like
0: there's this thing that goes on when quarterbacks get paid that whenever somebody gets paid and gets this huge contract, everybody all of a sudden wants to come out the woodworks and say, oh, it's a horrible deal. Oh, why pay him this? He's not worth this. He's not worth that. For one, I always go back to these two things. That quarterback is probably better than you think. Derek Carr has been in a shit situation since he got to Las Vegas for the most part, and he's made the most of it. Number two, top 15 quarterbacks don't grow on trees. What what is, the, what is the alternative? And that's what I always go back to when people want to talk about why contracts are so bad. What is the alternative? What is the alternative to... To not paying Derek Carr, getting Kenny Pickett, getting a quarterback in a class, in a draft class that isn't strong for quarterbacks, uh going with a cheaper option in free agency, and now you end up with like a filler Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like this must be done. Derek Carr has been nothing but be loyal to the Raiders. No doubt. He's shown that when he has the talent around him, he can be an MVP candidate and I'm predicting Derek Carr is going to have an MVP-like campaign this upcoming season with Devontae Adams, with Hunter Renfro, with Darren Waller. This happens every other year. A new quarterback is up for an extension, and they now become one of the higher-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Derek Carr, after 2016, got extended. He was the highest-paid quarterback at that time. Things are always always moving up. Derek Carr... He's getting paid 40 mil now. Once this new TV deal kicks in, we're going to look at this like, wow, you know, 40 mil for Derek Carr isn't too bad. Patrick Mahomes is getting $50 million. If Patrick Mahomes is getting 50 mil, I'm comfortable paying Derek Carr 40 mil. If Stafford is getting paid 40 mil, I'm comfortable paying Derek Carr 40 mil. It's as simple as that. Derek Carr deserves this. He's a great quarterback. And this constant trying to shit on quarterbacks that aren't in the upper echelon of the league is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, we know Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and Tannehill and Derek Carr aren't in the elite tier, but those type of quarterbacks with a roster that is good around them can take you far in the playoffs, and if things go right, can lead you to a Super Bowl.
2: I'll give him a gun. I was just going to say real quick, so. His contract is $65 million guaranteed, okay. but $40 million of it is for injury. While $25 million is just regular guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So I guess that makes it easier to kind of nip at the cap.
1: A similar comparison is Tony Romo, right? Tony Romo never really had the playoff success, had some really great regular seasons, but never really could get it done in the playoffs. People look at him, and, and there's mixed opinions on him as well. When Tony was playing, in my opinion, I love Tony's game. I thought that he was a great quarterback. Just put in some unfortunate situations. Dez caught the ball, no doubt about it. But there were people that saw Tony Romo and thought that he should be not he should not be paid as a franchise quarterback because the verdict wasn't really out on him. Is he a great quarterback? Is he is he a good quarterback? So similarly, here Derek Carr is in a situation where. He's been on a team, I wouldn't say similarly, because Dallas's teams, when Tony was in these positions, were better than the Raiders and what Derek Carr has had, but when Derek Carr did have a roster to really compete, he had the Raiders as one of the top teams in the conference, and he unfortunately just went out with a broken ankle. And it took a little bit of time to see Derek have a team really comparable of winning consistently, Up until these last two seasons where I believe last season they broke 500, correct? And this season now they're a playoff team and they put up a great game against the team that went to the Super Bowl. Now you're adding Devontae Adams. And all the while, Derek Carr has been consistently the most important player for the Raiders. I'm fine with him getting this money. Like you said, if you're paying a guy like Mahomes the most money that there is to pay a quarterback, Derek Carr should not come close to Mahomes. You're fine. I'm fine with paying him forty million. Matt Matt Ryan was getting around this, or was supposed to be getting around this money. Yeah. That's fine. I'm fine with it. Like you said, as times going on, we're going to see the contracts continuously increase, and Derek Carr is going to be put in a position where he's getting he's going to be paid inevitably in that that eight to to eleven list of quarterbacks. Once these quarterbacks are getting their money, you're going to see Josh Allen. Re- oh, Josh? Did Josh Allen already get paid?
2: Think he did get paid. Yeah, I think so. So you're
1: gonna have Lamar Jackson getting a contract very soon. You're gonna have Kyler Murray getting a contract very soon. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. These are all guys that are better than Derek Carr, that are going to get more money than him, and inevitably he'll drop off. Jimmy Garoppolo was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at one point. Times are changing and eventually it'll it'll even out. So right now I can't look at this contract and think it's bad. You you need a comparable quarterback, especially with a roster that you're going all in on. Simple
2: as that. I think I found um, someone who likes Daniel Jones as much as you. Some uh, Alex Wilson ESM uh, on Twitter said, if Derek Carr is worth $40.1 million per season, how much is Daniel Jones worth? Maybe half that. If he balls out this upcoming year, extend him at 20 million a season might be in the cards. They have the cap space. That's all day. I th- he lost me if he balls out this year.
0: He's a Giants guy. I don't you think, I don't think he
2: balls out this year. You need to grow up. <laughs> He's Dude. a Giants guy. Because when they get Evan Neal and Icky, it's going to be nuts.
0: I mean, the thing about based it is based that off,
2: based off my research, man, if you're not good in, by year two, you're not going to be good That's unless wrong. you're Josh Allen. That's wrong. Is, is Daniel Jones Josh Allen? De- no, but and he's he the say, most Josh comparable Allen. to Josh Allen. Good no, God, he's not. He, he is. The his, his, his their arms are li- light years different.
1: See, but ironically, Daniel Jones still throws one of the best deep balls. But Josh Allen's velocity and course, his arm strength is. Of course, is listen, it's a poor stupid. man's Josh Allen. It's it's a
2: comparison in the sense of you have. I'm a poor man's KD then. No, yeah, sorry, kid. No, I'm taking that. No, if Daniel Jones is a poor man, Josh Allen, I'm a poor man's KD. No, have you seen my mid range, bro? It's not bad. It's not, not bad. Not bad is rude. It's not. Whoa, whoa, that's a compliment. All right, take it easy.
1: Can you believe this? That guy, being bro? said, Daniel Jones' ability to still throw the deep ball and have one of the better deep balls on right. top of being a mobile quarterback—it's <laughs> <So> true. <laughs> it's true. I know I'm right.
0: His ability to sense. also give Turn the ball, ball to over. the other—I don't disagree. The the up agree. there with Darnold. He, he might be at more turnovers than Darnold. However, he does.
1: Early last season, when the team was healthy, I will keep reiterating it, we were sitting at this table thinking, has Daniel Jones finally taken that step? And we all... You, who starts more games, all,
2: Daniel Jones or Tyra Taylor? Daniel Jones. I think it's be closer than you think. No.
0: Let me ask you something. Has Daniel Jones proven to be a good quarterback?
1: If Sam Darnold has... I'm saying no. <laughs> not yet. Not good. Consistently, no. However, early this season... Yes, when the team was healthy and he had his guys, he looked damn good. So
0: did Darnold. Just to, to just stay on this. Though, Darnold Derek. had those
2: three-game stretch this year, too.
1: That's why I'm, I'm over that he but has as a he passer. Had but as a passer. So Darnold.
2: Nah, not like Daniel. Bro, Darnold was really good not his like first Daniel. three games. And Daniel was very smart. So was Darnold. He barely no, had turnovers. No, his first, no. Bro, his first three games, Darnold was phenomenal. The talent he was playing was garbage. He did what he did. Okay, come on now. Who Daniel? Who they? Who Daniel's, Who Daniel Jones off played? On the top of my he head, played Washington. I know who ended they up would, being terrible. They were.
1: They did end up being terrible early in the season. You saw to the respect them. Carolina. He was terrible. Play, played us. Okay. Uh, they played the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Cowboys was when it all fell off, and the Saints ended up being a respectable the, yeah, team. No.
2: The for def- And the Giants for beat sure. them. For sure. Yeah. Defensively, they were for sure. Good team. Daniel rushed for over hundred that game. Yeah, he's got wheels. He's got great straight line speed, but that's about it. He's got no. I show. mean, listen.
1: No,
0: come on! This Daniel Jones thing is ridiculous. No,
1: it's not. It's not
0: ridiculous. It Josh
2: so McDaniels ridiculous
1: to, to
0: talk about Derek Carr because I want to talk about good quarterbacks right now. Josh McDaniels was under the assumption Carr was going to get extended when he came to get this job. They wanted Derek Carr, in New England, before they drafted Mac Jones. So he understands Derek Carr's a great quarterback. He's his long term quarterback, and I can't wait for them to finish better than the Broncos this coming year. It's I'm sure. You, I'm sure you
1: can't wait for it. It's gonna happen. You bastard! You know it's gonna happen. We're gonna be all right. The Bronx are gonna to finish top of the division. Russell Wilson's going to be in MVP contention, and all will be right in the world. And I will be here thrilled every single Wednesday we do the show. Something that happened
0: before we started the show was that Baker Mayfield went on this podcast. I'm not sure what the name of the podcast was, but Baker basically said he feels disrespected. He feels like the organization lied to him. He feels as if real Cleveland fans and Browns fans uh, will appreciate what he did for the city because they know he truly gave it his all. And he doesn't know where he's going to play next. He has no idea. He has no clue at this point. Maybe it's Seattle. Maybe it's not. You know, what what do you think about Baker Mayfield going on this podcast and saying these things? And what do you just think about where he's at right now?
1: We had a similar topic where Baker released a whole... Page, was it two pages? I can't even it say it was two pages of phone
2: it, notes, but a, a less, whole suite essentially. Words saying, than Kyler
1: yes, it was like a goodbye to the city and a thank you to the city because he felt like his time with Cleveland was inevitably coming up, and, and that was just when rumors came out. But now it's official, Deshaun Watson's going to be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, and now he's on a podcast essentially saying that he feels disrespected, the organization handled it poorly, he was smack in the face essentially. Play better, and things like this don't happen.
2: That's kind of rude. He was
1: he was hurt. He was hurt. He's just been the epitome of inconsistent quarterback. And I, I'm sorry. It's he. Rich w- coming from
2: Mr. Daniel Jones. Oh rich God, as hell. come on.
1: I'd rather. Am, am I here? Than Daniel am Jones? I here, boasting? Easily. It, and, and, and really let's be real. not. Close. And is that saying something? Is that really
2: saying something? It is. You're the you one who said you'd pay yeah, Daniel Jones $20, 20 million. Mil. And Baker wants 30
1: 35 It's egregious. Did Baker say he won 30, At least, I, I'm
2: assuming. Oh, okay. Come uh, Let's if be real. You what, think, what would he have asked for? I would guess. Oh, you're saying if he wanted extension from the Browns? Correct. 30, well, 30 35 it's different what he asked for compared to what he gets. But what would
1: he get? 30 35
2: uh, I would think twenty five thirty. He went to the he went to the playoffs. You just said he was terrible. You I don't disagree. I am I wrong by saying that? Well, no. The playoff year he was great. Last year was banged up.
1: Playoff year he was he really, was really really good. Yes. He was really really good. Season. Yeah, he had two good years, two bad years. And unfortunately, against the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes, oh, couldn't willing hey, to go I'm not, over. I'm not a bigger truther. It. I'm just saying, he's had moments to really solidify himself as that Cleveland Brown starting quarterback for a hit the rest of his career. And he squandered those moments. And this past season, yes, it was unfortunate. He had a bunch of injuries, one to his throwing shoulder that ultimately impacted his season negatively, as it did. But I, I I'm tired of the 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 the, the whining, the moaning. It, like,
2: it's always something. It, it,
1: it really is. I said it with with Darnold. I'm gonna say it with Baker. Enough with talking into the microphone, go to the field, practice get better work on your craft the best way to shut people up is with actions wow. i can say everything i want to you right i could tell you that i'm going to i'm going to go i'm going to go home i'm going to study i'm going to watch every single film of every single game i could tell you that but if i don't do it what's the point what what why did i just say that i wasted my time essentially enough of words i want to see actions it's simple as that.
2: Go. Oh, I thought you had something to say. I want you to go.
0: I want you. to hear what you want to say. What you got to say. Um.
2: Yeah, you were kind of rude. So you were a little rude to Baker. I, I guess, but rude. in
1: the grand scheme of things, he, he, this is a guy that is just constantly, his entire career, been running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth. Well,
2: Joel, you, you disagreed with me a few weeks ago when I said Baker was immature or has shown the, to be immature in his career, and you disagreed with me. Do you still feel that way? I'm curious. Because, I, I mean, this isn't the first time we've heard something like this from Baker.
0: I still disagree with you.
2: Like, I I think he's had maturity issues, which stems throughout his career. And this is another one, because he's in the spot right now, Baker, where he has to prove that he could be, everyone knows he's a starting quarterback, but he wants to prove he could be a franchise quarterback. And he has the chance to go to Seattle with weapons with DK, Lockett, Rashad Penny, who was great at the end of the season. He could go and prove that I could be a quarterback, maybe not for the next 10 years, but I could be more than capable to be your starting quarterback next three to four years while you try to find someone else. So, I think right now Baker has to maybe stay off the podcast a little bit, stay off the whole disrespect. Because if you, even if you do feel disrespected, I get it. But I feel like if I'm looking at it from the Seahawks perspective and I want to trade for Baker Mayfield, I don't want to have to deal with that if I move off you in a year. And what are you going to say a year from now? You're going to be like, oh, like the Seahawks disrespected me. They used me for one season because they didn't have a quarterback. Are you going to say that about me now when I just traded for you? So, I think Baker, if he just stays off it now, and to your point, yes, just. Just stay in the lab, go to the gym, do whatever, and just stay on the social media because you're just gonna get dragged on social media. And I think at the end of the day it's gonna look worse for you.
0: This anti-baker energy that comes from you too, I don't understand it. Because this has been a guy that has been nothing. But an underdog his entire life. He's a number one overall his pick. His entire uh, career. The number
1: one overall pick can't be an underdog. It's simple. He's an underdog. He can be a number one pick in the end yeah, underdog. He was a finalist. He was a finalist. Yeah, because he walked on though. Did he? He might have won. He did, he did, he did on. walk he on. Won. Yeah. He won. He won. Because Oklahoma quarterbacks won back to back. Because Kyler won, and I'm pretty
2: sure he won. He was a walk on.
0: Baker Mayfield is an underdog. It's as simple as that. The Browns moving off from him. Was it ultimately the right decision, depending on how Deshaun Watson and this thing goes? Yes. Yeah, it was. Without a doubt. Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. But I said it before, and I'll say it again. The way they treated Baker Mayfield on his way out was disrespectful for somebody who brought a city their first playoff win in 20 years. Something. Baker brought life to the city. He made Cleveland football relevant again. I have no problem with him going on a podcast and venting. I love that. I love that type of vulnerability from somebody who I feel like had just been scapegoated. Kyler Murray, after the playoff game versus the Rams, felt like was angry with the Cardinals because he was scapegoated. How does Baker Mayfield feel this entire year battling through three to four injuries, still playing, not complaining, still playing. What he said on the podcast was facts. Four different head coaches, Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens, three different head coaches, my bad. Mm -hmm. Three different head coaches, four different OCs throughout his tenure, or it might have been three or four. Baker hasn't been in the most ideal situation since entering the league. You talk about quarterbacks that are good,
1: Line, Last year, we went into the season <laughs> saying that they have a top three roster.
2: roster. Yeah, the roster is ridiculous.
0: We
1: can't say
2: this.
0: Kevin Safansky, yeah, with him, yes. Oh,
2: and he had but coach of the year. The, the, fir- might the
0: first two years, no, there wasn't an ideal situation.
1: This is very easy. And I look at Tua Tungavailoa, a guy who you're saying pretty identically has been put in a situation where he has not had a consistent offensive coordinator, not great weapons, put in a terrible situation. But here's the difference. Tua doesn't say a word. He still continues to work on his mm-hmm. game. He works on what he can control. I
0: agree. I don't care about that. See, uh, but that's
1: so ironic. The I, reason the reason, reason why I don't ca- the
0: reason why I don't care about that is because Tua has not even in his first two seasons, Tua hasn't even had a season as good as Baker's rookie season. He's over 500 last season and he missed time. Are any of Tua's first two seasons better than Baker's rookie season? Absolutely not.
1: With, Hell you could, no. You could argue with Hell the situation no that, that Tool nope. was in last season nope. with the worst offensive line, bottom mm-hmm. three rush offense, mm-hmm. for him to do what he did was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in was a worse it, spot was than Baker. It, Easily. Wasn't better spot.
0: than Baker's rookie season. You you mentioned it before that quarterbacks that usually tend to be good show you quick. Baker showed everybody quick that he can be a good to great quarterback in the NFL. I'm not saying his, great. His second year, Freddie Kitchen's, it was he a regressed. disaster. He
1: regressed. He regressed. Terribly. First year yep. with
0: Kevin Stefanski, Baker had a top 12 quarterback season. And that only started once
1: Odell went down. We <laughs> yeah, can't wrong. say that that's not uh, wrong either.
0: Well, this, nah, I feel like that might help his case. And undou- then no,
1: undoubtedly. Up- no. he, he can't get
2: along with his best wide receiver.
1: Especially when Odell leaves and goes to the Rams and becomes an instant impact player. Then this past season, he was injured. That's the only Baker, thing
0: Baker Mayfield. Two out of the four seasons he's been in the NFL have been great. 50%. Two of them have been disappointments. This is what, what, that, gonna, what that tells uh, me, what that tells me is that the two years that Baker hasn't been good, the coaching wasn't there. And then he was injured. When Baker has been healthy and he's been in a good situation, which every quarterback needs for the most part, he has been a top 15 quarterback. There's no doubt about it. You you talk about Baker's maturity. I feel like he handled things well, on his way out to on his way out of Cleveland. It's unfortunate that the Colts and Matt Matt Ryan was
2: available. Don't you think there's a reason why he hasn't been traded yet? Because there's no, no one wants
0: him. There's no team right now that I see definitively that needs a quarterback position. The Seahawks
2: would be a massive upgrade. The Saint uh the. Falcons would be a massive upgrade. But the
0: Seahawks, understand, we don't know what direction they're going Carolina, in.
2: Carolina? Without a doubt. They have mutual we don't, dissenters, bro.
0: We don't understand. We don't understand <laughs> what direction Seattle is going in. Are they rebuilding? Are they trading DK? That's why we don't know if, if they want to bring in the Baker because they are in this weird mode of if they're rebuilding or not. You look at the Giants, for example. They're still trying to figure out who Daniel Jones is. True. That's it. But there's no doubt Baker is a significant upgrade over for most teams. And the Sam Donald thing in Carolina, I mean, that in itself, like, just bringing in Baker to that situation, it just doesn't make sense. So there are a lot of situations right now that don't make sense. It's not that Baker's not a good quarterback. It just doesn't make sense.
2: Baker would be a huge upgrade over Darnold.
1: Do you think that the Panthers said to Baker that we don't want you, and then Baker was like, yeah, I don't want to play for I, you I either. really <laughs> think
2: so. Like, I definitely <laughs> think that's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> when did this Baker Mayfield If Baker Mayfield goes from, like, to
0: The Giants He's the second best quarterback in that division Behind Dak
1: Jalen Hurts would probably be better than him Carson Wentz no, Carson not. Wentz would be better than him So he'd be At their
0: best Baker's so better he'd than would probably be the worst Baker's better than Jalen Hurts I don't know why y'all, you guys think I'll Jalen Hurts I'll take Jalen Hurts I would take Jalen Jalen Hurts is not better than Baker I'll Mayfield i take Jalen Hurts
2: He's not better than Baker Mayfield
1: because at least he's great at something.
2: Yeah, he's a great rusher. Great leader. Handsome. What's Why? Baker great at?
1: He's good at a lot of things. So uh, Fine. I like that. So he's not great at
0: anything. So you'd rather have a quarterback who, who can who's a mediocre passer?
1: Who offers me at least great leadership, like you mentioned, great running abilities.
2: And progressing as a passer. This is first year starting.
1: When I have Baker Mayfield, who has yet to show me that he is great at anything.
0: I think Baker Mayfield's a very, very good leader. It's infectious.
2: You might be the only person in America.
0: It's infectious. infectious. It is. It is. And you, you, this anti-Baker slant that you guys are taking, I'm kind of just disappointed.
2: There's nothing to be disappointed I'm in. I'm
0: disappointed in you guys. I'm on the
2: right side frankly. of history, unfortunately, for you. Yeah, what am I supposed to do with a guy who's been good two years, bad two years? He's probably an average quarterback.
0: That's an upgrade over a lot of teams.
1: Again, we went into last season saying that the Browns are going to be one of the best, if not okay. the best, team in the AFC.
2: And also, if he's an upgrade over s- all these guys, why is not anyone traded for him if he's an upgrade over a lot of teams? Don't you want to get better at quarterback? He's on a basically one-year deal.
0: One, I think the contract. A lot of teams don't want to eat up the salary. the, Browns not, are gonna, not, the, huge, the Browns not a huge are gonna, hit. The Browns are going to have to eat up most of that.
2: And I think but w- if you, we'll, if we'll, see, we'll
0: see more traction
2: after the draft why would the browns have to take on so much of that salary if baker's good quarterback when teams want baker to be their starting quarterback if he's good if they can upgrade
0: what team has a salary cap to take on baker's salary they can make that need a quarterback happen.
2: dude it would, it would be, be 18 million
0: the giants don't have they have no salary cap right now the
2: they say, giants they have no tyrod instead
0: the giants have no money yeah for what like 2 mil like come on i bro, think what was, are you i about? think it was more than 2 two million. what mil? are you talking about it was like, what, more what than are we two talking mil? about
2: you, Giants, ju- you just think he's an upgrade for so many teams, but nobody's interested. If you can upgrade a quarterback, bro, you can make it. We saw the Saints go from $90 million in cap space to having money. Let me ask Two you years
1: $11 million, Tyron.
0: Let me ask Five you Five and a half. Do the Falcons have any money to spend?
1: I don't know the top of my head.
0: They but don't. Bro, we know this. They don't. We know if you want to make something happen with cap, bro, you can make it happen. Not necessarily. It's not the same for every situation, bro. It's, it's, a, different. it's the
2: same for a lot of situations. When
0: you're taking on dead money, it's not.
2: How much dead money is Baker's contract? This is his last well, season. For,
0: no, I'm I'm talking about this. The Falcons they're taking up massive dead money with, with Matt Brad Ryan. Ryan right now. Yes, so Matt that's Ryan. why they don't have cap space. The Giants have massive dead money right now. From, they have released some players. The and plus Dave Gettleman gave huge contracts to Adoree Jackson, Galladay. Kenny Galladay, which has messed up their cap significantly.
2: I'm just you said that he's an upgrade for a lot of teams. So i I've heard and a teams. lot of teams
0: don't have cap. The, the teams that teams that could use a quarterback don't have the cap to get. has cap
2: space him? right now, dude? Do you
1: have it up? I do have it up right now. Not many that need a quarterback. Yeah, we're within the end of free agency. So. Yeah, it's true. Atlanta only has around three million. Giants have around seven million.
2: They could make stuff happen, bro. If if a team really wanted Baker, bro, if they think he's a good quarterback right. or an upgrade, they can make it happen.
1: You're saying that um, he's better than Jalen Hurts, right? The Eagles they have eleven million.
0: But the Eagles aren't going to move off of Jalen Hurts for Baker. Yeah, because they
1: shouldn't. Because it makes no sense.
2: I just think you're overrating Baker. It doesn't though.
0: make sense because Baker's not a marginally better quarterback ba- than Baker. Where,
2: where does Baker rank? The 8th, 17th best quarterback? At his
0: best, he's a top 15 quarterback. Right? The, We're com- not the that Commanders at his best.
1: probably could have traded for for Baker Mayfield. He wasn't available at the time. He was available. No, he's, he all, he's been available this Carson, whole Carson, season. Bro,
0: Carson Wentz was the first guy traded. The cam the commanders were the first team that traded for a quarterback.
1: It was pretty common knowledge that Baker was at the available. T- at
0: the at the time that the commanders traded for Carson Wentz, absolutely no, it was not. No, it was not, bro.
1: It was not.
2: Listen, the way they treated Baker, if he's saying they disrespect him as much as they did, I feel like other teams probably knew he was available if that's the case. It's a
1: fact. And think about how much news how or how much time goes into something before a news break. Keep on doubting Baker. Russell Wilson, Keep it was like a, it two, it was two, it was two weeks before you. the trade got pulled, and we found out two weeks after. There's a lot that goes on that we don't see.
0: Keep on doubting Baker.
1: Like, Baker's okay, fine. so marginal. I'm going to doubt Baker, who's been mediocre. I'm fine yeah. with that, man. Yeah, someone who who shows that he'd rather run his mouth than work.
2: Okay, he's getting distracted. And well, he I'm he he, he, he
0: still does that, and is still better than Tua. It's not even close.
1: No, I know it's not close. No, it's wrong completely.
0: Mm, I don't think so. I think Tua is not a good quarterback.
1: That's all right, man. And when Tua has an unbelievable season this year, you're gonna be sick.
0: A season that won't be better than anything Baker's done
2: yet. You hope he could put up Baker's numbers. Mm-hmm. No doubt. What, what's Baker's best number? 27 touchdowns, 4,000 yards? Something like that? 27
0: touchdowns, maybe 13 picks, I
2: believe. Yeah. You don't think Tua could do that? This offense? Mm, like Daniel? I have huge doubts. 20, 26 touchdowns, 8 picks. And how many yards? 4K? A little under? 35. Never oh. never
1: thrown for 4,000. Tua could do that.
0: Without a doubt. I don't know if like, Tua can
2: throw 4,000. Like, like it's a good line, especially touchdown interception ratio, but it's not moving the needle a ton. Listen, man. Like, it's moving the needle when you've had Jason Campbell and, like, Terrell Pryor. I don't know if Terrell, Terrell Pryor didn't quarterback for him. You, know, like, you know, there's disrespect no. to getting out of hand. He played quarterback for Raiders. Facts, yeah.
0: There's disrespect to getting out
2: of hand, bro. Braden, we- Braden Whedon, like, he's better than all these terrible quarterbacks, but not a lot of guys right now.
0: Derek Carr just got paid, which means that it's time to compare quarterbacks in the same tier. So Derek Carr versus Dak Prescott versus Kirk Cousins versus Ryan Tannehill rank these one through four.
1: Oof. So I have Dak, Carr, Tannehill. Who's the other ones?
2: Kirk Cousins.
1: Kirk Cousins. Kirk
2: Dak, Tannehill Carr.
1: Kirk Dak. Do you have your list right now?
0: I have my list right now.
2: All right, go ahead. So I can actually formulate one.
0: Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, and Ryan Tannehill.
2: I'm taking Derek Carr. He's shown that he could lead teams. Dak Prescott, number two. He's a better leader than Kirk Cousins. Kirk, three, Tannehill, four.
1: I would have Dak, number one. I would have Derek Carr, number two. I would have Kirk Cousins, number three, and Tannehill, number four. Kirk is
0: easily the best quarterback.
1: No. Uh, but I will say Kirk is definitely one of the more underappreciated, good quarterbacks, for sure. Why do you, What makes Dak
0: better than Kirk Cousins?
1: In my opinion, I believe that he's a little bit more smarter. He's a better leader. He's a better leader. Passing-wise... It's close. Kirk Hunts a really great passer, especially this season that he just he just just displayed. Excuse me, but he also has the benefit of Adam Thielen, Jettis. and one of the
0: worst offensive lines. The benefit of that too, no doubt. Yeah. But this, don't, don't count that out. I'm
1: not saying that that's necessarily wrong, but this season definitely took strides in their offensive line. Darius definitely helped seal things up. They were a
0: bottom twenty five unit. The strides is going from 31 to 26. But it's still strides. But it's one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL.
2: It's not great. I'm not saying you're I wrong. I mean, Dak put up basically the same numbers a little bit better than Kirk this past season. Yeah,
0: with significantly more help. Especially on that offensive line. That's significant. it. And that's it. And, that um,
2: offensive
1: line makes it significant.
2: That's not necessarily Kirk true. Kirk has better weapons.
1: He does easily. easily. All around? No. Easy. Absolutely not. Easy. Easy.
0: CeeDee Lamb, Amari
1: Cooper, nope. Michael Gallup. Nope. Don't say Dal- it. You, you can say it as emphatically offensive as you line? want. You can say no. it with as much energy as you want. It like, is no. not Kirk better has than Jettis a Top stealing. three wide receiver. Dalvin Cook. It's not. It's Dalvin not that. Cook
2: is significantly better than Zeke. He is, unfortunately.
1: He is. He's also more injured than Zeke. Not necessarily. How many? I say like, he had Dalvin over. He, he had clean over a thousand yards this yeah. season. Dalvin all I'm saying is games. that
0: all around their help when you include the offensive line and the tight end position, which is huge. Dak, ha- Dak has more help Conklin and, was and has really had, good for them last and has had Dak, more help. Yeah,
2: Conklin was really good Dalton
0: Schultz is better. Schultz a Conklin, better year, t- yes, Tyler Conklin came out of nowhere. I and and Schultz came out, out of nowhere
2: also. Not necessarily. Because Irv Smith got hurt. That's why.
0: Yeah, but also this was like his first real productive year. Similar Five, to Schultz. 500 yards, though, was productive for him. This was Schultz's breakout year. Dalton Schultz actually had like, what, 700, 800 yards receiving? Because...
2: Is also awesome. because this is his first year. I mean, last year, uh, well, Dak got hurt, but um, Jarwin's been the starter for the past couple of years. It was Schultz's first year as a starter, and he, he thrived. He played really well.
1: So you said Carr, Kirk. Schultz had six hundred fifteen yards last season. Did you say? I'm sorry. You said eight hundred this you, past season. You said you said Kirk, Kirk Carr, Dak, Tannehill. Yeah, easily. That's Easy. That's pretty foolish. I'll take
2: that's easily. Take Carr. Take Carr one.
1: I, I don't hate it. I understand the logic behind it, but I just feel like. Dak's abilities just are a little bit better than these guys.
0: Dak is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Overrated strong. He is overrated.
1: I wouldn't say that. He
0: has had the benefit of a top 15 defense, mostly top 10. Bro, his
1: defense was garbage last season. When, he, last season was when he, when he was balling the way that he was. He had to do so because his defense was trash. You just You serious? Last season, not this pre, not this season that we just had. The season before, you mean last season where he played four games and when he was putting up astronomical numbers? Yeah,
0: that's the only year the Cowboys' defense was bad, and Dak played like four or five. And how games. about his
1: rookie season? They rookie, had
0: a top. They 10 had a defense. great
1: defense, sure, but he was a part of one of the best offenses in the league
0: and the best rushing attack in the NFL. And he won with rookie Zeke.
1: of the year. With Zeke. They won 13 games. I'm saying every he single... left the every, field beating the Packers. Every single... Put some you, respect you look on at, his you name. You look at
0: Dak Prescott. You look at Dak Prescott's entire career... 2020, he got hurt. He played, what, four or five games? That's the only season the Cowboys' defense was bad. Every year, he's had a top 10 defense. He's had a top offensive line. He's had top offensive weapons. He's had a top running game. There is nothing you can in the deck hasn't had since he's been with the Cowboys. He's had everything I'm, given to him.
2: Kirk at least has had the offensive weapons, So He's had Dalvin every year. He had Thielen every year. He had. He went from Stephon Diggs to Jettos. Like That's pretty damn good. I understand that Dak had more, but the, the numbers statistically are right there, too.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, even with Kirk having that, you can still compare the receiving cores when you add that third receiver. Cause we I mean, for one, we've already addressed multiple times that you think Thielen isn't as good as I think he is.
2: I think he's a really good number at two this still. Point, I don't think at he's at great this point but... In time. Right now, considered.
0: who's better? Thielen or CeeDee Lamb?
2: Take
1: CeeDee. Who's better this past season? So CeeDee Lamb, who is Dax Prescott's current number one receiver. Well, we're talking well well, this season hasn't happened. We're talking about and Amari Cooper was seasons. in and out of the lineup last season. Amari
0: Cooper, CeeDee Lamb with Michael Gallup. Those are three 1K receivers Michael Gallup, on one who also team. got hurt last season. And Dalton Schultz, who had 800 yards. And you got an offensive line that's f- significantly better than, than Kirk Cousins.
1: So Dalton Schultz finally breaking out. You're saying that's more on Dalton Schultz than Dak Prescott's ability to get him the ball.
0: Yes, Dalton Schultz is a good tight end. Now. Now, I, I, you do this a lot. And I don't understand why, but whenever players have a good season, you're like, oh, it, they're not really good. It's like the quarterback is, that's the reason
1: why he had this season. Name another time I've done that.
0: You've done it multiple times. You did yeah. the last episode with the Payton Manning thing, um, with the Drew Brees thing. With, when he had Brandon, Stokely, Colst- with Colston, Brandon Stokely
1: and Austin Colley. You,
0: you call Jimmy Graham not good because his After the- leaving his, the Saints, he wasn't. it was a totally
1: different offense. It didn't utilize so, so everything I'm saying so far that you're saying I've said has been correct. So, so can, we'll keep going.
0: And you said it also. I'm trying to remember the, the way you said it. You, said it, you said
1: it with Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro, too. No, I did not. Yes, you did. I said that Hunter Renfro had a great season.
0: And you said Derek Carr made Hunter Renfro. Was, I, that I remember me. that.
1: That was you
2: that said probably. that. Probably. It sounds like something I would say.
0: Yeah, y'all do that a lot. Gotta and I don't. You, you, you got to do a better job of listening. Y'all do that a lot, and I don't, I don't understand why, why, why you, you do I that. have done it. Dalton no, 100 Schultz 100 is pro. a good tight end, regardless of Dak. He's a he good tight go, end. If he goes yeah, to Minnesota, you know, I, he's a
1: good tight end now. Yeah. Right now, because well, after this, this season season we was starting
2: with Dak for sure,
1: he had 600 yards last season, and this is his fourth year in the league. That sounds right. He just got a he just got a tender. It's going to be five. You're five. Okay.
0: So C.J. Uzama is only good because of Joe Burrow. That's a strong. You can make a strong case. Tyler Conklin is only good because of Kirk Cousins.
1: I, I mean, I don't even think Conklin's good. Like he's a serviceable tight end for sure. So, so
0: basically, you're you're giving Dak Prescott, you're giving yeah. you're giving him the credit for Dalton Schultz having a great season. Yeah, but. All you telling me basically is that Kirk Cousins deserves to get points taken off for having Jettas, but you don't credit Kirk Cousins with helping Jettas as a rookie
1: break the rookie receiving record. But let's we have to be conscious of he the wasn't fact even, that he Jettas was, is a top three wide receiver. Nobody, on, nobody, record.
0: nobody pictured him as that going into going into the season. Because Jettas course, was, yeah. the, that was the he's the reason unex, why. That was unexpected. Yeah, that's because
2: bro that's Jetta's like Kirk helps obviously Kirk's on, an above man. average quarterback what would you say was it Odell or Eli
1: like Devontae Adams it was, was a little bit of both Devontae was, Adams bro was a second round pick also it was Odell and, Kirk, or and Eli? Kirk
0: Cousins and Kirk Cousins is still a great quarterback like I'm just saying players can be good without the quarterback like having to make everything like Dalton Schultz is good. It's not that type he of guy. Goes, he goes... It's, you lose he me he when you talk about Justin jetty, Jefferson that's, that's or, Odell, or Dalton, Odell's first bro, few season. When bro, you're a
2: top five receiver, it's different.
0: Bro, what I'm saying is that I hate this argument you guys make about you mostly... You do this too, where you guys are like, oh, they're only good because of this guy. Like, no, bro,
1: they're good because when they're good players. When have I done the outside it's, of Hunter Renfro? If you just gave me better examples, maybe I could feel you. But every example you fed me And Dalton Schultz, facts. and
0: Dalton Schultz, it's his fourth season. It would just... His first year, he was, he barely played. His second year, he got hurt. Then his third year, when he was healthy, 615 yards, then 800 yards. Like, bro, Dak didn't make Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz was a good player that finally got healthy and the opportunity. It's not just that, oh, Dak is so great. It's not
2: just so that great. Dak is fantastic. And it probably also helps having Amari Cooper, Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb you the fourth option. And so, that, so, so now, now what is he show. going to be, their second option right now? Probably, yeah.
1: You have Michael Gallup, who's still coming back from a torn ACL. So Dak, so Dak Prescott C.D.
0: made Michael Gallup, too. He
1: made CeeDee Lamb too. Well, CeeDee Lamb was a top. It was a first round pick.
0: Okay. But you're telling me just because they have good seasons that this guy makes them? That's what I disagree with. Just because well, Dalton Schultz had it, a good season uh, doesn't aver- an make an average make-
1: talent in Dalton Schultz that Dak Prescott has now turned into an above average talent. He was going to. Because was, Dalton Schultz is in a situation where he is not seeing insane coverage because he has CeeDee Lamb, the luxury okay. of having C.D. Lamb. And Amari Cooper on the on the field at the same time, where he's not drawing not nearly the, as much attention. Dalton Schultz guys. is a
0: good tight end. There's a reason
1: why he's solid he was. Now. There's yeah. a
0: reason why he was a highly coveted tight end on the open market, and multiple teams were going to make a run at him. So I have a question so, for you. So
2: you're telling me most teams honest, are dumb. If then, brought, then, people make runs. Albert Hainsworth got like hundred million dollars.
0: He was coming off one of the better seasons. I know. When you if time.
2: you have one great season, you're going to get sought, off, sought after in free agency. But We've we know seen Dalton, seen Dalton Schultz is a good players. player. Dalton Schultz was put in a great situation.
0: He's also a very good player. I'm
1: t- so he's you're telling me if he, was on, if he was on the Jaguars, he'd be putting up 800 yards.
0: With, with the with him being one of their only options, it's definitely possible. Yes, I think he
2: would. Yes,
0: try. yes, that is such a stretch. He, bro, he's putting 800 yards with like 20 quarterbacks in the NFL. Name 20 quarterbacks. Yes, look at me. Yes. Twenty quarterbacks. Twenty quarterbacks. All right, which he, quarterback? He's doing it for one. Well. Do I even have to go through the top 10 quarterbacks in no. the NFL? No. Every quarterback better than Dak Prescott, he's putting up those numbers with. Dak is fringe. T- he's probably yeah. that 11 to, to 13. Yeah, these are all is these he, guys. Right? Yeah, is he not doing
1: that team. with Carson Wentz? 800 yards, probably not.
0: Carson Wentz, a guy who's thrown to Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, Goddard who who's they've had great Ertz, seasons with. Okay,
1: let's take it easy because Goddard is better. Than Dalton Schultz, we're looking at Ertz, who is better than Dalton Schultz. Okay, but we've seen Probably Carson
0: Carson sure. Wentz loves tight ends, bro. Like we've seen them have great seasons with with okay, in this past season. Carson who's Carson his, Wentz, Mo
1: Cox, Cox, right? And, and what did he it's, really it's do? Cox. I, I don't disagree.
2: Dalton Schultz his number two.
1: His number two option was less than four hundred yards this. He season. had three hundred sixteen yards and four touchdowns.
0: Moalei Cox, Molly Cox is a blocking tight end, and they interchange their tight ends. It's Molly Cox and then Jack Doyle. Like they have interchange, it's interchangeable.
1: Is he having 800 yards with Baker Mayfield? No, nah. absolutely possible. not. It's he didn't do it with Austin Hooper?
0: It's possible, but Austin Hooper, the, the, like we have to stop. We have to look at the offensive system too. Austin's systems are different. I know, Everything no, I know what just, you're, I know what you're saying. But for example, like, but you're taking the he,
2: offensive system out of him. We're just naming quarterbacks. Okay, I'm
0: naming quarterbacks, but you, may n- you name Baker Mayfield. He's doing it with Carson Wentz. He's doing it with Derek I Carr. I don't think so. He's he doing could. it with Derek Carr. He could. He's doing it with Kirk Cousins. He's doing it with Matt Ryan. Like there's no doubt about it. He's doing it with Matt Ryan. He's doing it. Do you think he's doing it with Tua?
2: Gasicki just had a pretty good year. There, just there, I, a really I think really they're good. similar, Gasicki and yeah. Schultz.
1: I don't I don't disagree. I probably think Gasicki's a little bit better than Dolan Schultz.
0: Not
2: gonna fight really, yeah. but they're in the same tier. Is he
0: not doing it with Tyler Higby? I mean, he's not <laughs> doing it with Jared Goff. No. Tyler Higby had 734 yards with Jared Goff, and Tyler Higby wasn't even, like, one of the main options on the team. With
1: Sean McVay as his head coach.
0: Okay, but offensive system matters.
1: In a system where he had Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Todd Gurley.
0: Awesome offensive system matters. Jared Goff
2: had how many yards? Like, but should, offensive, systems, go
0: offensive system matters though. Like, it's not just a quarterback, bro. There's an entire system built around it. Get these guys, I know I understand that, bro. But we're also like, come on, naming bro.
2: quarterbacks without na- Like, are we just putting Baker in a whatever offense just in a vacuum? Is Baker doing this or is Baker in Cleveland? No, but if you just say like, vacuuming- Baker in
0: a West Coast scheme, is Schultz, Schultz is doing that, bro? Like, we got to understand Dallas is a pass heavy attack, like, their numbers are gonna be inflated because it's a pass heavy attack, and Dalton Schultz. He can go to multiple teams and put up high-level production and be a top-ten tight I end mean, in the NFL. Cousins it's had like 30 all, all more attempts. All I'm saying is that— I mean, all, all that Cousins, all bro. I mean, the Vikings were a much more pass-heavy offense this year. They, they utilized play action much less than previous yeah, years no, past. I know, but it's what not I'm saying like is that It's a big what difference. I, what I'm saying is that we got to stop acting like just because he had a good season that Dak Prescott made him, bro. Like, he didn't make him. He was going to break out because he's a good player.
1: It's just very fortunate that he had Dak Prescott as his quarterback.
0: Well, yeah, and he could have had 15 other quarterbacks and had and that he same he was put exact in a season.
1: situation where he has two of the top 20 receivers probably on his team as well. That definitely helps.
0: Like, those all help. Those all factor into it. Correct. But it doesn't take away from the fact that he's a good player on his own. He's a good player.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: But he's
0: a good player not because of Dak Prescott, though. Which
1: is the argument you're trying to make? No, I think that Dak Prescott definitely benefited Dalton Schultz without a doubt.
0: Well, okay, that's a different conversation. No, but to say no, somebody um, benefited, correct, is not the same as saying he made him.
1: Those are two oh, different no, things. He, he definitely did.
0: Okay, but so i saying like you know you're just gonna keep going in <laughs> I'm circles. So yeah. I'm not in circles. Fifteen minutes over consistent. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just saying like bro, like in the NFL, Sorry, you're, a player, the you're a good player. You're a good player, bro. Somebody doesn't make you, bro. If you're a good player, you're a good player. It ha- there's there's some occasions that happen. like I said, but it's mostly Brandon
1: Stokely, Austin Collie.
0: But it's mostly Austin Collie was good until the neck injury, <laughs> and it's mostly the offensive systems, bro. Like
1: Julian the Edmund. offensive
0: systems are what make there's the quarterback so play the elite. The elite
2: this. players are different. Like Justin Jefferson, Cousins helped, but Justin Jefferson is Come Justin on. Jefferson.
0: KJ Osborne also had a big time year too but, as bro, a third he he receiver. Big, we're, we're talking about Justin
2: Jefferson. Yeah. Like, like, but that's why like. I understand what you're saying, but when you're great, like, that's why when you say, like, the whole Eli O'Dell thing, like, bro, it's probably, like, 80% Odell. Dalton
0: Schultz is a top 10 side in the NFL.
2: He is, but that's not saying much. Titan landscape's not that great.
0: Yeah, but all I'm saying is that he can produce at that level in other situations. It's not just, like, I, Dak made him. I He's a I, good player on his I own, I think bro. he'll be
2: able to get 800, 800 yards a lot of plays. 800 yards is not ridiculous for a Titan. Yeah, like, I'm
0: just saying, I just hate that y'all do that. Like, y'all act like players make these players, bro. Like, they're good on their own. Like, when you said Carr made Hunter Renfro, like, Renfro's, one of the best route runners on his own. Yeah, bro. Renfro's nice. Like he, they didn't make them. He's a great route runner. He is. That's why he's able to produce. That's he why he gets double team. Did, did he get double team because Derek Hart made him? Yeah. Like nah, bro. Come on, bro. Der- I hate
2: that. Derek so Hart was made the only option
1: at one point, so double him. Well, yeah. actually, him. in
0: Week 18, Darren Waller was on the field, and they still doubled and Renfro. Darren Waller had
1: a rough year.
2: He did. He was he great did. Week One. Gave him like 20 targets, and then that was it.
1: Take me back.
2: Take I me was, back. I was on a cloud nine Ugh, week one. Man. God, so that I had was twenty targets. I was like, it's good, the good we're season. talking That's about the Ravens too. Yeah.
1: It's
0: good we're talking about tight ends because we're going to talk about some tight end prospects in this draft. I feel like this is a deep class for tight ends. There's not this top high end talent at tight end, but I feel like there's a lot of really good starters that can start for a team day one if you have a, a need at tight end. And just looking at this tight end landscape, do you feel like? Well, do you feel the same way as me that this tight end class is a bit slept on in terms of being deep at that position?
2: I don't think it's great. I mean, I think it's okay if you look back the last few years, past season that Kyle Pitts, Pat Fryermuth, Brevin Jordan, who were high on. So there, there's like two guys that we really like. But 2020 was Cole Komet, Albert O, Devin Esai-Sai, and they had the P- Pat for that other tight end, I don't remember his name. 2019 was really good with Hawkinson, Fan, Irv Smith, Dawson Knox. 2018 was really good with Hurst, Gasicki, Goddard, Mark Andrews, Schultz, Conklin. So I don't think they're more of the 2020 class with Cole Komet and Albert O compared to any of these other classes. There are some nice guys in here. Like I'm sure you guys talk about like Trey McBride. Um, You know, there's like Jelani Woods, who's this ridiculous athlete. Jelani Woods actually had, I think he was the, he's the most athletic tight end in NFL history, according to RES, which is relative athletic score. It takes like I want to say every prospect since 1987, like tens of thousands. And it basically gives them an athletic score, their height, their weight compared to their 40, their combine, everything to do at the 40. And he was a 10 out of 10, like the number one most athletic tight end of all time. A few other guys that were up there, uh, Jordan Cameron from the 2011 class was a 9.98. Gesicki was a 9.97. Luke Wilson was a 9.94 and Greg Olson 9.46. So there is a bit of correlation there with athleticism in terms of RAS score compared to, you know, doing it on the field. In terms of as a prospect, we'll see. I mean, he is 6'7", 250, ran a 4'6". So like, the athleticism is there. His tight end production is not the best. He's not a great blocker. His route tree isn't developed. He's dealt with some drops, but athletically, he's really good. So I, I think overall, the tight end class like this is going to have probably one to two starters in it. I don't see a lot of guys like we saw. I I went back and when I saw that twenty eighteen class, I didn't even I was I didn't remember it being that good. Um, there'll be a couple guys in there. I think probably two, maybe three draft in rounds two or three. But overall, I don't really see this as a strong tight end
1: class. I don't necessarily disagree. You have McBride. You have Rucker, right? Chris Sims has him as his number one tight end on the board. One that I'm looking at... is Charlie Kohler solely for the fact that Iowa State has been great at producing tight end talent, and he just has the physical intangibles to be a solid tight end. 6'6", 252 pounds. One thing that is halting me from really saying that he could be that next level talent is that he does struggle with blocking, but he has really good hands. Hands, excuse me, put up a solid season. 756 yards, six touchdowns. Decent in the season Was first team, uh, all big Twelve. And these are only the the three guys, but I'm looking at at Kohler solely for the fact that Iowa State has done a decent job of producing tight ends. You had Kittle come from Iowa State, you had Noah Fant come from Iowa State, and these were two highly touted prospects. Question, did Hawkinson go to Iowa
2: State? I think so, I'm sure.
1: I'm pretty sure it was Hawkinson and Fant the same year, that's why the Broncos traded back. University of Iowa. University of Iowa. So... That's really the only reason why I'm looking at Kohler. And, and on top of his physical intangibles, he has the the build, the stock to be a solid tight end. Just needs to work on blocking.
0: I think this is a very deep tight end class. There's not a top end guy like there's not a Hawkinson or Fant or a um. Kyle Pitts. Like there's not Howard, there's not those. he was first round. There's not a top end tight end in this draft class. But there's a bunch of guys like. Is there Frymuth? Yeah, there is. There's a Frymuth. I don't even think a fry there's a Frymuth. There's a Dalton Schultz in his class, and I, I think, think there's Schultz multiple players. Frymuth
2: is nice. Yeah, both of those guys can be top 10 tight ends.
0: Like, Trey McBride, in my opinion, I don't, like, for me, I have my tight end rankings. I think Dulcich is one. He's somebody who's really popped out to me. Two is Isaiah UCLA, Likely.
2: You
0: right? um, Yeah. Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina, Trey McBride is three. Rucker is four. Five is Charlie Kohler. For me, Mc... I'll just go through one through five. Dosage for me, 6'4", 250 pounds. You can see that he has great burst for a tight end. I was watching UCLA film. He pops off the screen when you see him run. My question with him is like how polished is his route running really? Excuse me. And in blocking, he's not the greatest blocker. But I feel like even now, we're moving away from tight ends being utilized as Heavily is in the run game. True. And there's different packages being thrown. So you can have a blocking Titan out there. Then you can have a guy like Dosage come out and, you know, be in a slot and not have to have that big responsibility. Dosage, to me, is really good. 42 receptions, 700 yards this past season with UCLA, five touchdowns. He, to me, like as a pass catcher, reminds me a lot of Hawkinson. I think he has... Really good ability with the ball in his hands after the catch. Okay, like he's really good. He has really great speed. Isaiah Likely is a bit tricky because he's you, he's 6'4", 240, but he looks slimmer. He looks like a wide receiver. He's the most athletic tight end in this draft class by far. Rich I Shilani? think. Yeah, oh. he's he's faster than him. He's a more polished route runner. Isaiah Likely is. Let
2: <laughs> ran run a four six at six seven.
0: <laughs> Isaiah, but Isaiah Likely is faster than him. I guarantee that.
2: What uh, would Likely Run?
0: Likely Run, I could check. I, but I'll just look. on the game tape I've seen, he's faster than well, Jelani I was. I mean,
2: weight-adjusted, Jelani's going to have him beat by a time. Yeah, ton.
0: but I mean, that's like what you're talking about, just speed for speed, like who's faster. Like, Isaiah Likely's faster, but he's also smaller. And he looks like a receiver. He doesn't look like a tight end, which is why, in my opinion, no. in my opinion, I feel like Isaiah Likely has to put on some weight. He has to add, like, 10, 15 more pounds so he can – transition to being a tight end fully but the athletic ability is there and if he does add weight and keeps the same athleticism he can be a very good pass catcher i view him as like a a trey
2: burton where okay. he can be a pr- pretty a productive year. tight
0: end a four eight. Four eight. a four eight four eight isaiah likely
2: i don't believe that time
0: you're i really big, big, I was at his pro day you're a really uh, big
2: game that. speed guy so you must love treylon burks treylon burks is what? he had 22 miles per hour they've been the fastest run in the entire nfl last year i don't
0: know treylon burks i wasn't that high on when I watched him. Okay. He's like he's still like he's not as high as I was on other receivers. Mm-hmm. I like trailing but so he this does was, look slow This to was
2: me. March twenty first,
1: twenty twenty, weighed in at two hundred thirty eight pounds, four eight. And yeah,
2: Jelani was two fifty and around a four six.
0: Jelani had some uh, great numbers. Yeah.
2: No and but Lonnie is a always. big He's 6'7". 6'7", Oh, he's 270? I had 250 here. 275. Damn. Isaiah
0: likely had the best production outside of Trey McBride, McBride out of any tight end. 912 yards, 12 touchdowns, 59 receptions. Yeah. It's just he's more of a receiver. Like, he doesn't look like a
2: tight end. He's fast. McBride's similar. He's 6'3", 240. You know, he doesn't yeah. have that pro tight end speed. McBride's my tight end one, probably. I don't love any of these guys, but i have to pick one. It's it's McBride. He had 40% of his team's receiving yards over the last two seasons. Like, he is the focal point of this offense, which I like to see.
0: McBride, to me, reminds me a lot of Cole Komet. Yeah. Like, I think—and that's a, that's why I'm saying, like, this draft class, you're not going to get a top-five tight end, but you're going to get a Dalton Schultz, a Cole Komet, a Pat with You're going to get— solid productive ones and I'm not Cole even Komet's mentioning not yeah
1: the verdict's not out on Cole Komet unfortunately and I'm not
0: even mentioning like Jeremy Rucker which like the production isn't there but in, whenever he's asked to do something he's a really he's the probably the most complete tight end in terms of he's a great blocker but he doesn't get the ball thrown to him because well, obviously he doesn't utilize tight ends and they have so many receivers yeah, they great have four running games and also CJ Shroud he missed them a lot. And he missed a lot of receivers throughout the season. He got better, kids, but kids he 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 overthrew a lot of passes. He yeah. wasn't the most accurate. But Jeremy Rucker could very well be, like, the best tight end that we didn't see coming just because Ohio State limited him so much.
2: These guys have potential, but I don't think many of them are going to impact State 1. Tight ends in general usually don't make a big takes impact. Time. takes time. they probably, out of all the skill positions, they probably take the longest.
0: I don't know. I see a lot of good tight ends in this class. I think like what's the class that you mentioned? Twenty eighteen.
2: With that was uh, Hayden Hurst, Gasicki, Goddard, Mark Andrews, Schultz, Tyler Conklin. That was twenty eighteen. That's a solid class. I outside outside of like
0: outside of like Mark Andrews, like he's the one that's like who? the top tight end. Hayden Hurst, first round pick. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this tight end class is similar to that one. Outside of like I don't having the top anyone's end guy, gonna be Mark better Andrews.
2: than Gasicki, Goddard, Schultz. No way. I don't, I don't think know, anyone's gonna be better than don't, Goddard. Don't
0: don't count out Greg Dosage. I'm telling you, he's I, nice. I, I,
2: listen, I hope for the best for him. Seems like a nice guy. 6'7 running a four six one. Bro. No, he's he's an athletic freak. What? Like, Jelani bro Woods was literally yes, bro. the most athletic 275? tight end of all time. Oh my God. Dude's a freak. Absolute freak of nature. He's like 24, though. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's an old rookie. He's old. But athletically. That's crazy. Yeah. Like the most athletic tight end of all time is ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. Bro, a 37 inch vert. Jelani? Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> but most people, surprisingly, don't have that high of a grade on him.
2: Yeah. He's all, like, potential athleticism. but that's he's 23. Quite, he's going to be 24 at the start of the season. Yep. That's yeah. fine. I'm fine with that. That's a very old Especially
1: rookie. Especially in the NFL, though, that really doesn't matter. Like, Terry was an old rookie.
2: I know. But I feel like most of the time it goes the other way if you're an old rookie. Like, because usually if it takes you, like, four years to break out in college, you're probably not going to be a great NFL player. Saying. I understand. There's, there's you there's know, anomalies, anomalies. For yeah. sure.
1: Chinks. Jinx.
0: On to the next topic, the Jaguars have been in the news recently because Trayvon Walker is projected to be a top three pick in this draft. And there has been some chatter about him potentially being the number one pick in the draft over a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. And a lot of it is due to the fact that Trayvon Walker is a physical specimen. And he has all the athletic traits to be one of the better edge rushers in the NFL. But he hasn't put it all together yet. Do you think it would be a mistake if the Jaguars selected Trayvon Walker number one?
2: I do. I think it's a mistake. To me, Aiden Hutchinson's the clear number one pick. I understand Trayvon Walker's athleticism, his combine. He ran a four or five at 270. Like, athletically, he's an absolute freak. But let's not sit here and pretend like Aiden Hutchinson isn't also a physical freak. No doubt. He was in the 99th percentile when it comes to three cone, which is arguably the most important. Combine combine drill you could do as a defensive end, someone being able to show that you could bend and you know get around defenders. He was the 99th percentile. He ran a 4-7, which sure, it's not 4-5, but 4-7 for defensive end is more than good enough. Um, and everyone looks at Trayvon uh, Trayvon Marcos' 40 time, and like I get it's a 4-5, but I don't Got care. I don't care that much about your 40 as a defensive end. Like I don't want you running a 4-2, a 5-2, but if you run a 4-7, like I don't, that doesn't really bother me too much. That's more than good enough, especially because Hutchins is a big guy too. He's what, two sixty, I want to say. He's two inches taller than Trayvon. I think he's two fifty five. Two fifty five, two sixty around then. And we tend to like fall in love with these guys at the combine who put up these ridiculous numbers. I was talking to Drew on the in the way of the car. Zeke Ansa is someone who comes up who had a ridiculous combine, went fifth overall to the Jaguars or for to the Lions and didn't end up working out. Two sixty five apparently saw. So, I think I, I mean I think Trayvon Walker is gonna be better than Zeke Ansa because obviously he ended up being a bust. Um, but I, I just, I worry about these athletic freaks who shoot up the draft board and now all of a sudden he's in discussion for number one. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson was clearly the better player in college. He had more production overall. He had a higher pass win rate, a higher pressure percentage. He had 14 sacks, 51 hurries, which were both fourth across college football. Walker had five sacks and 20 hurries. (laughs) And the one thing that people like to talk about to a Trayvon Walker is he drops back into coverage he dropped back in 26 snaps. It's 4% of his snaps last year were dropped into coverage. So, like, I know there's highlights of him breaking up passes and everything, but he wasn't doing that at Georgia State. For the most part, he wasn't dropping back in coverage and, like, being this Isaiah Simmons type of role. That's not what he is. He's still raw as a as a passer, as a pass rusher. So I would just take Hutchinson, who is still a ridiculous athlete. He would, um, Obviously, having the great three, Cone hit a great uh, broad jumper, I want to say, as well. He has all the physical ability to be there, but he also has the production to back it up, which Trayvon Walker doesn't.
1: I want you to go because I have a little similar opinion. And I don't know where you stand.
0: Trent Bulk is somebody who's known for drafting guys who have physical traits over production. Um, He drafted Alden Smith. He drafted Eric Armstead. He drafted DeForest Buckner. And at the time, those guys were all looked at as overdrafted. And he sees Trayvon Walker as somebody who is similar to Alden Smith in terms of the physical traits that they both possess. Now Trayvon Walker is, is a physical specimen and I think that I don't it, it wouldn't be the craziest thing to draft a number one because he has those traits and he possesses those traits and under the right coaching staff, he can develop into one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. You talk about the forty yard dash that he ran, like a four five one, a six point eight nine three second three cone drill, like that's wide receiver stuff that he's doing. He's unbelievable at athletic. six five two hundred seventy two pounds and a four, three, two, 20 yard shuttle. The production isn't there. Also on a loaded Georgia defense, which can either help him or hurt him. It goes both ways. It helps him because it gives him it gives him more one on ones. It hurts him because there's more guys that you're competing with. For that production, but it wasn't even bad. Like six sacks, two passes deflected, seven 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 and a half tackles for loss on 596 defensive snaps. And he played on multiple sides of the field. He played on the inside, he played on the edge, he dropped back into coverage some. I should
2: have played on the inside his freshman year of college, too.
0: Yeah, like he's proven he can do multiple things. He's versatile. I struggle with this because of the Jaguars. I don't know if there's a person on the Jaguars who I can fully trust, develop somebody like Trayvon Walker who needs developing, needs to needs, mm-hmm. to needs to have more pass rushing moves into his arsenal. I feel like if he lands with the Jets, we're talking about one of the top pass rushers in the draft. With the Jets, with Robert Sala, mm-hmm. his track record in developing talent, defensive talent, I think is there. I do think with a guy like Josh Allen and Jacksonville, he could definitely learn a lot from, but I'm not sure if the coaching staff is there to fully develop him. Aiden Hutchinson is the safe pick, and you're right. He, like, it's 6'7", what is he, 6'7", 260 265. pounds. He's 265. Although he doesn't have, like, a, a cone drill of a was, wide receiver. like in the Trayvon 99th Walker. percentile yeah. for a three-cone. Like, as, his three-cone was just as good. He's as athletic as, like,
2: tight
1: ends. Like great title. His
2: three corner was legitimately just as good as, as Trayvon Walker's. It was better. Better.
1: Yeah, Hutchinson had a 6'7 3 and Trayvon Walker's. And I'm had sorry, a six, it eight, wasn't nine. his broad
2: jump that was great. It was his short shuttle. Short shuttle, which was 96th percentile.
1: Like
0: Aiden Hutchinson is also a freak athlete. The problem with him is that he doesn't have that elite bend his prob- that people no, look he has at true. He has That's elite tri-
1: bend. No, um Trayvon. Oh saying. Sorry.
0: No, I was talking about Aiden.
2: No, he has elite oh.
1: bend.
0: The bend isn't all the, all the way there. I mean, because I was going to say Trayvon's.
1: From, that's that's like one of his bigger yeah he, he, he was a percentile on three cone, which shows off your bend.
0: I mean, most of the draft analysts are talking about his bend not being the best. It's not as what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about that, is like it's not as as, as elite as guys that came out before
2: him. Well, yeah, no. If you like, it's not to Chase Young. It's not Bosa. Yes. It's not yes. TJ Watt level. JJ Watt level. He doesn't have that level bend. He doesn't.
0: Which is why people question if he can be. An elite pass rusher in the NFL.
2: It, Trayvon just had the four five forty, and that's what everyone's going to look at. But if you look at Hutchinson's numbers across the board, he is he stacks up just about in everything when it comes to Walker. So can
1: I ask you guys, is this draft class weak? It
2: is weak at the top. It is. Yeah. You so, know, you know how there's
1: like superstar X factors in Madden. Mm-hmm.
2: There's maybe like one or two.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you don't think that they're in the top five, top ten, or what do you think? think that these superstar X factors are? I'm just saying,
2: like, compared to previous years, like, last year, I've been, like, five. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't
1: know. I feel like Aiden Hutchinson, he dominated this year in Michigan, and he was a huge reason why Michigan had the success that they did. Trayvon, to both your guys' points, is a physical nightmare. The fact that he is 275 and can run a 4.5, I can only reiterate it so many times. It's insane to think about. But Hutchinson has the production. He has the, the the tools to get to the quarterback with still being a physical freak of his own. I'm in the similar thought process with you of he is the safer pick. You need to take the safe guy, especially as the Jaguars. You cannot put this team in a situation where they have to worry about personnel and developing them you want to draft guys that are coming in and are talented because right now you use the number one draft pick on Trevor Lawrence and it seems as if he needs development yeah. now you you can't have another number one overall pick that's not going to be 100 percent soundproof
2: I don't think the safe pick's not a problem it's just a number one overall pick who's a project is more the issue like if you want to go go with a guy who has the high upside but at least he's like has some production like Trayvon has some but he's He's probably one of the biggest projects at number one that we've seen in recent memory. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's the bigger issue I have with Walt because I still think he should be a top 10 pick without a doubt. Like, he has physical tools. Someone's going to take it's a chance. It's looking like at it. a lock that he's guaranteed a top 10 pick. I mean, pick. he's yeah.
0: ESPN analytics said like top three, 99% chance he goes in the top three. Yeah. So that's Houston, either to man. the Jaguars, the Texans, or the Lions.
2: Texans, I could see. come
1: okay,
0: on,
2: man. I Go think
1: on.
0: the Lions take edge rusher too.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we Excuse talked. They, they don't need uh, offensive line, so they're probably going to go edge. Yeah, just do like Kayvon, Do they like? I mean, listen, if is there. They're going to jump now, all question, over it. Now, question,
1: really quick. You're saying speed doesn't isn't something that you look for out of an edge, but we see Micah and his ability to be that type of hybrid. Do you yeah. think that he's going to start to become something that is? the mold of what you want out of your edge um, slash, you know what I'm saying? No, because
2: if you take a player number one overall, I want him rushing the passer ninety percent of the time. I'm not taking a player number one overall to cover tight ends.
1: Would you take Micah number one overall this year?
2: If you're yes. saying like uh redraft? Yes.
1: I'm, Ta- no, I'm I mean, saying this oh. no, I'm just saying if Micah was available this season Knowing um, that he's the best prospect in
0: his draft.
2: Knowing well, that he has the ability. I'm saying yeah, now say, that we have hindsight. As a prospect, you're priced still putting Hudson over him. I'm saying now no, that we have hindsight and we've, seen, so, bro. we've, nah, seen, bro. we've yes. seen Mike
1: as what, what he can do on the field, right? We are taking this into account for what this scenario I'm drawing up. Would you take Mike number one?
2: Well, I would just use Mike as a pass rusher then. Yeah, because he's obviously a better pass rusher.
1: I mean, he's good at both.
2: He is. But if I'm. Taking a player number one, it's nice to have the ability to drop him in coverage, but you're taking him number one to get after the quarterback.
0: But as as a prospect though, Micah's out of college is better
2: than Aiden. He was a great prospect. I'm not sure if he's better than Aiden because he wasn't in the conversation for one. And Aiden was dominant this why, season too. Why wasn't him.
0: Mike in the conversation for one? Is that what he you're was, he for? wasn't
2: even what what he get picked? Twelve. Twelve. I was say like, thirteen. But um I I guess because um, there was quarterbacks. It would
0: so. have been ten or what was it? 10? It was twelve because they, they traded back. with the eagles. They traded back. Yeah. It was one of those. But I mean, it's because of the quarterback. No, the, it was yep, quarterback in the sure, draft. For sure. I mean, you had Trevor, you had Zach, you had Trey, then you had Pitts, then you had Jamar, then you had Waddle, Waddle, Waddle. then you had Penne. Like JC Hern JC Horn.
1: The Broncos could have drafted Micah, but we went with Sertan. Outside
0: yeah. of Pat Sertan, like all those guys that went above Micah had a case, would probably have a case you're to be right. number one this draft. You're right. Like without a doubt. That's why I think like Micah and why plus not Sertan. Because I don't JC know if you Horn take that. I don't, I don't think yeah, take you a, don't take, I don't think so, take a so corner Horn first. So Horn and Sertan. Yeah. Both of them. I don't think you take a corner first. That's why. But Mike, I at, don't disagree. Mike at Penn State had a lot of pass rushing snaps, too. I have a question.
1: If you're the Jags, do you contemplate taking Sauce at one? No. Nah. That's a strong, honest question. Because Sauce, it's looking like he's locked top five. I wouldn't take him one. They invested so They're much into to... the cornerback position. Oh, yeah, they have Shaquille Griffin. I apologize. And Not... Tyson Campbell. They drafted him the round last Facts, year. facts,
0: facts. Yeah, that's why I don't think they do that. I feel like the top three... Picks are probably going to be edge. Yeah. Outside of the Texans, like, they probably draft Icky or Evan Neal. But, like, I think the Lions go edge. They already have offensive line.
1: Texans could go defense, and it wouldn't shock me at all.
0: Yeah, but I feel like if they really want to build around Davis Mills, they oh, should I probably agree. Go definitely with an I'll offensive solidify player. Solidify the offensive line. Yeah, Because they only have Laramie Tunsil there. A- Evan Neal makes sense. Part.
1: Evan Neal's right tackle.
2: He played left. He could play left-hand, right? Okay. And guard. And I feel like in this situation
1: anything. with – um. Laramie Tunzel, you put him at right tackle, it would fit perfect. You get both the sides covered up. That's fine with me.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised that the one the tackles aren't in play with number. I know early in the season it was in play. I don't know why tagging Cam Robinson changes everything, because I think we kind of get it confused. Like you draft for this season, yes, but you're also drafting, especially top five. Like you're looking at the next five to ten years. You know, obviously Hutchinson or Walker, every have is going to have a big impact. But if you could also get your franchise left tackle, because if you're tagging Cam Robinson a couple years in a row, you're probably saying he's probably not our franchise guy. He's just good enough for now. If you're getting an elite tackle at one, just as valuable. I'm just curious why he's not in the conversation.
0: I like the combination of Aiden and Josh Allen more than I do getting a tackle.
2: Yeah, It's a great duo. For yeah. Sure.
0: I think I like that more.
2: That sounds scary. Get off the quarterback.
0: But the defense getting a bit. That Jaguars defense isn't abysmal. They just were always on the field. Like they have talent defensively. And if they add somebody That's like impressive. Aiden Hutchinson, yeah, they can So be who do you guys who you
1: think goes sure. one, Hutchinson or Trayvon? I think Hutchinson goes one.
0: I don't know. I don't want to rule out the Jaguars. T- wild mean, they card, they, they took it's Luke Jaguars.
2: Jocko. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> not know. Not the best look. No. I don't I, know. I also think Hutchinson goes one. But, again, I'm I'm not sold. Yeah, I don't What's know. What's your decision, I'll man? just say
0: Hutchinson. But, like, I don't know. Mm.
2: I feel like they can go in multiple directions. They could. What the if they go Kyle Hamilton? crazy. Yeah, two weeks. I was, I, <laughs> I think I'll Kyle Hamilton I'll throw up. sorry is going to have oh my God, Serge would have, God. I don't really He'd want, be even, hype. I don't even want to think about You know that safety is it.
0: actually, um, in terms of wins above replacement, quarterback is number one, wide receiver is number, th- number two, safety is number three. Interesting. So that means like safety is technically the most valuable, the third most valuable position in terms for of edge for wins.
2: That's nuts. Yeah. Disagree. Screw the stats.
0: I mean, Kyle Hamilton, man, he's going to be a jet. Let's
2: talk about it. He's going to
0: be a Jet. Want to talk about Kyle Hamilton? No, I just want to do a redraft.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm with that.
0: Let's get into the redraft. So we're going to redraft the 2021 NFL draft. One of the more stacked draft classes in recent memory. And now we're going to redraft it. A lot of quarterbacks at the top that didn't have the greatest of rookie of season. So we're going to see if they do make the cut as being in this top three again. So are we going to play rock, paper, scissors, and shoot to see who gets the first pick?
1: Let's do it. Two out of three or just? Nah just one game. Whoever wins, we'll, we'll, we'll play the other, and then whoever wins that gets the first pick.
0: Okay, so who's going first?
1: All three. We're going to all three. Oh, okay. yeah, Rock and then Paper whoever wins is good the enough. Go. All right. All right, Rock, Rock Paper, Rock Scissors, 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 says shoot. Says shoot. You okay. said Rock, Paper, Scissors, Scissors, says shoot. Says okay. shoot. Okay. All right, here we go. Not set. set. All right, come on, says. Here we go. Rock, Paper, Scissors, says shoot. All right, three or Here we go. Rock, Paper, Scissors, says shoot. Rock, Paper, Scissors, says shoot. Unbelievable, oh, man! Geez. This is crazy.
2: Rock, Rock paper, paper scissors, scissors says, says, says shoot. shoot. Okay,
1: All right, I'm, me and Joel, here we go. Joel, excuse me.
0: Rock paper scissors says shoot. There's overall pick. He here Damn. we go. Here we go. I need to pull up the drop put board. me on
1: the clock. <laughs> on. And I will make my pick right away because there is no hesitation. I don't care this season that he put up or people, the naysayers, the doubters on his name the number one overall pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to still be Trevor Lawrence, the highest touted prospect coming into the NFL. I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. And I feel like even still, I I understand that Micah Parsons and, and the fact that they need defense is definitely a factor that I'm keeping into my mind. However, there's no quarterback that they would take that would put them in a position to be successful in this draft, in this this current draft that we're going to, excuse me, so I'm 100% Trevor Lawrence, and there's no doubt in my mind.
3: Well, oh,
0: this one is pretty simple for me. With the second overall pick in this 2021 redraft, the Jets are still selecting Zach Wilson. Respect, brother. Zach Wilson is the GOAT, ultimately. He's good, <laughs> and he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft class. And if I had the first pick... I take him too. I understand. I would take him
1: too. You like him pick. a lot, but I still believe in Trevor, and he sells all the intangibles to be great. So 49ers are up next. Come
2: on, this pick. Is an easy pick. It is an easy, easy pick. pick. Everyone, I'm a huge Trey Lance fan. He's a superstar in the making. But the third overall pick, is Jamar Chase. You go. You get an elite wide receiver on the outside. Pair him with Ayuk and George Kittle. Who knows? Maybe they beat the Rams in the uh, in the conference chip. In the conference chip, is yeah. That? Why am I... I don't know. I guess, I guess it's both sports, right? Yeah. It's both for basketball, too. I don't know why mm-hmm. I was thinking NBA, but yeah, Jamar Chase. All right. Put with my the music, fourth please. pick
1: in the draft, the Falcons select... Now, this is with hindsight and might. We just saw Matt Ryan get traded. They're in desperate need of a franchise quarterback, and this is a quarterback class that was stacked. I am going with the fourth overall pick, Mac Jones. Ooh. Mac Jones is going to come in, and he's going to sit a season under Matt Ryan... Taking a little bit more knowledge. Now that Matt Ryan's gone, he's going to take the reins. And they would still be depleted at wide receiver. Mac Jones would definitely be in a tough spot, but they're in a rebuild. And you get your franchise quarterback. That's the start of a rebuild.
0: I think Mac Jones is a good pick. Now, the Bengals, this is tricky for me. Now that Jamar Chase is off the board, I can't reunite Joe Burrow with Chase. Kyle Pitts looks intriguing. Micah Parsons looks intriguing. Rashawn Jaylen. Slater. Come on. Panay Sewell. With the with the fifth overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals are selecting Rashawn Slater. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. I like it. If I can't get Jamar Chase, I'm going with, the, with an all-pro tackle.
1: I respect it. I definitely don't hate the pick by any means. Kyle Pitts would be intriguing, especially for the fact that you're putting him with Joe Burrow and you still are focused heavily on that offense. That was a huge part of the reason why they went to the Super Bowl. But I
2: get it. I like the pick.
0: Now, with the sixth overall pick, the Miami Dolphins are selecting.
2: This is tough. What are you going to do here, man? This is tough. There's a few guys. I want Sewell, but I'm not taking him. It's between Waddle and Micah. I've seen what Waddle and Tua's connection is, how important wide receiver is. Jan Waddle staying in Miami. Respect. Respect. Okay. All right, hit my music, please.
1: Now, with the seventh overall pick. The Detroit Lions do already have a decent offensive line. And now Panay Sewell, it was a a borderline great offensive line. However, I understand that this defense needs some help. And I'm solidifying that with Micah Parsons at the number seven selection.
0: Parsons is the pick that I would have went to too with the Lions. I would have went with. I think this is easy. This is really easy. Panthers? The Carolina Panthers... Taking the corner was kind of a luxury for them. With the eighth overall pick in this redraft, the Panthers are selecting Piné Sewell. Nice. And getting better at that offensive line hey, at the, in your offensive Hey line.
1: bro, do you mind if we trade and I draft the Broncos? Thanks, man. All right. So with the number ninth overall. If you get the Jets later though. Oh, done, done. So you're getting the tenth pick, right? Just oh, understand. Yeah. You're getting the tenth pick, but then it's Joel's turn, and then it's you right after with eleven.
2: Dude, we could just go around. All right, We're fine. Just, yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, so with the number nine pick overall, the Denver Broncos are selecting,
2: no doubt about it,
1: Pat Sertan. We're talking about the best corner in this draft, especially with all the subtractions that we've had at the cornerback position this offseason. We need to solidify that, that cornerback one spot, and Pat Sertan going to do that for years to come.
0: You're you going next, though? Correct. Uh, the other Yeah,
2: you're, you're the Eagles, man. Eagles are, uh, you just just took Pastor Tane. Hmm, that's an interesting pick. We got Philly here at 10. They could use a few different things, right? In real life, they went and took Devontae Smith. I love Devontae Smith, but I see Kyle Pitts on the board. I love Dallas Goddard, but Pitts, if you want to line him out wide, he played a ton in X. He played in the slot. He played in tight end. Get Jalen Hurts another weapon, a bigger body than Devontae Smith. Go get Kyle Pitts. All right, I like it.
1: You're up. Number 11, Bears. So you have
0: Kyle Pitts. You're selecting him?
2: 10 overall, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No way. No way I was taking a quarterback, not with my guy Jalen Hurts there. With the eleventh overall pick,
1: the
0: Chicago Bears are selecting Trey Lance.
1: Oh my goodness. That's so rude to Justin Fields, but I understand. Trey Lance is better than Justin Fields. He probably will be better. I, I like it. But I I like it. I like it. I can't complain see Shanahan and yeah, all the weapons. Facts, so facts. he probably will. Yeah. All right, your pick right now. Dallas. Okay. Yes.
2: Dallas is up. Real life they took Micah Parsons. Um, obviously, I would say that's a pretty good pick. I'm not going to lie. They could use some other help, though. Where would they go in this situation? Hmm. This is easy. This is easy for you? Yep. You, you taking Justin Fields? Nope. <laughs> um. Okay. Looking at the board here, they could use some help on the offensive line. AVT's still there. Maybe a little early for a guard. The Jets are AVT 14 in real life, though. So maybe a little bit earlier than you would like. But get some help on the interior line. They've been dealing with injuries. Like They've it. been hurt. So I'll go with like ABT, still fly guard. I like it. Hit is, my that, m- is that who you would went with? Nope. Who'd you have gone with before you hit my music?
1: Even I'm going to pick
0: them. That's why I'm Okay, not all right. So my
1: music hit. So now with the 13th overall pick, Los Angeles Chargers are going to select an offensive tackle because that was the main reason why... Justin Herbert was in such hell his rookie season. They figured they'd bring in Rashawn Slater to solidify that offensive line. They 100% did. But since you took Rashawn Slater and you took Panay Sewell as well, I'm going to select Christian Darrisaw with 13th overall pick. Wow.
2: Oh, you got the Jets. Yeah,
0: this is awesome because with the 14th overall pick, the New York Jets are selecting Creed Humphrey. The best center in football, which is what Dallas should have did. But he slipped, and I got him. Up.
1: No, you're right. They should have. They should have 100%. Yep. And I understand you taking him. I couldn't take Creed Humphrey because they signed Corey Lindsley in the offseason. So there was no reason for me to take a center, but I'm happy with Derisaw.
0: You have the pats.
2: I'm up. Yep, you have the pats. Am I get my music? Thank you, no, 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 no. This is easy for me. Devontae Smith's still on the board. Go ahead, take Devontae Smith, get your wide receiver one without a doubt. Better than Kendrick Bourne, that's to say the absolute least. So, All right, Arizona
1: Cardinals, hit my music, please. Now, this was an absolute come-up. At 16, Arizona Cardinals desperately need a cornerback. And J.C. Horn is right here for the taking, and that's exactly who I'm going to select. You add J.C. Horn to a, a definitely depleted secondary crew. You add him to next to Buda Baker. That's a little bit intriguing. And J.C. Horn is a great talent, no doubt about it, and Arizona would love him.
0: Now, with the 17th overall pick, I look at the Raiders roster. I feel like they need a couple things. They need a linebacker that is versatile, and there's some on the board that I, I would love to pick. They also need offensive line help. Now that they have Devontae Adams, I'm not looking at receiver. This is tough. It's between two guys for me, but I feel like, Let's give this defense some more help. Okay. I'm going with Jeremiah Ouso Kuromori. All right. All right. All 17th right. Overall I like it. Pick.
2: I like it a lot. Who, do, who went eight overall? I forgot to write it down. Number eight Panthers. overall.
0: Slater. I mean, Sewell. Sewell. Sewell.
1: Okay. Thank
2: you. Next up is the Miami Dolphins. Miami again. Did I take Miami the first time? No, I did. Yeah, you did. You had Waddle. Ah, here you we kept go. him. You kept, kept him. him. Kept him. Yes. Kept, did I get my music? Did I miss it? And, okay. Miami, they could still use offensive line help. They need it desperately. They do. They could use, oh, we got Why we don't need a receiver again. Who am I taking here? Tell you what, I don't mind the pick that they had in the real draft. Mm-hmm. But, listen, it's your pick. You took uh, Creed Humphrey, you said, right? He took Creed Humphrey, yeah. Yep. Okay. I still think offensive line would work here for them. I um, agree. You know, if, if we're going back in time and pretending like they didn't, um you know, at least this offseason, they didn't go ahead and draft, um, um sign, said yet. Yeah. I'm taking Trey Smith for them. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. You could hit my music,
1: please. So, with the 19th overall pick, the Washington Now Commanders are going to be selecting Nick Bolton, linebacker. They ended up taking Johnman Davis. But Nick Bolton was definitely better this season and they needed a linebacker and Nick Bolton definitely was the better option. I'm sure that they would have preferred him. Wow. So no quarterback here. Washington ended up getting Carson Wentz. I don't really hate it. I guess Justin Fields would have been pretty solid. Wish but... I had the Giants, so I could shut on Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But are we drafting like it was
2: last season? Or, yeah, we're at... drafting it. I think we have to kind of look at it like last season. Ah, huh? uh, see so if that's
1: the case, <laughs> that's true. But uh, that's fair. That's pretty fair. Uh I'm still, I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna go. Nick Bolton. You got to solidify the defense. And and t- Taylor Heineke. There was some, not a lot, but some decent expectation that he could be stable for the season. Fortunately, that wasn't the case. And now they
0: have Carson Wentz. With the 20th overall pick, the New York Giants are selecting Justin Fields. Let's go. This is Pair a him up with Brian Dable. See what happens. Justin Fields is the pick for the Giants. It's a good pick, man.
2: Damn, I was I was low key thinking about it at Indy here. Yeah, you got another quarterback on the
0: board, huh? There's another quarterback on the board oh, you could go with. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go
2: that way. Um, okay, let me. Let Bro, me you wouldn't
1: it. take um, Davis Mills. Davis Mills in the first
2: round. Uh, I don't know with Indy. I think I'd ride with uh, Wentz going back in time here. All right, um, but Indy definitely needs another wide receiver. Let me get my music. They're taking Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore oh, is going to Indy. Love it. I He's love going it. To Indy. I love Explosive it. Explosive wide receiver. He could play in the slot. He could also play outside if he wanted to. It's Electric wide receiver.
1: I'll tell you what. I am, I am angry because if I am Tennessee, I would absolutely love and adore Elijah Moore. But here I am, Tennessee Titans. You can hit my music, please. With the 22nd overall pick, Tennessee Titans are in fact going to select in a shocking fashion, Rashad Bateman. They need another X-Factor type receiver, and I'm not saying that Rashad Bateman is an X-Factor type receiver. However, in a situation where you'd have A.J. Brown, Rashad Bateman is capable of getting open down the field, and that would benefit this offense tremendously, especially with with Julio not being a reliable option. You would have loved to have Rashad Bateman on this roster last season. And so I'm going with Rashad Bateman. Now
0: with the 23rd overall pick, The Minnesota Vikings are selecting Eric Stokes. Solidify the cornerback position. Pair him up with Patrick Peterson, Cameron Dantzler. Need some more cornerback help? I think Eric Stokes has to be the pick here. Okay. All right. Steelers up next.
2: Steelers up next. In real life, they took Najee Harris. And I do like Najee Harris, but what what happened? I folded, boys. I do like Najee Harris. Um... I'm not I'm not a believer in, in running back in round one. I think you guys should know this. They need some offensive line help for sure, especially going back in time. I don't think... Let me just double check. You oh, didn't take him I before. folded. Um, You didn't take Landon Dickerson, did you? Nope. I'm going to go ahead and take Landon Dickerson. Okay. Go ahead and solidify that interior offensive line. They patched it up a lot this offseason, um, but going into this draft, I thought they should go offensive line here instead. they went Najee. All right, hit my music. With writing my wrongs 100%
1: at pick 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars made one of the biggest mistakes in draft night last year, drafting Travis Etienne when they already had James Robinson, who was electric, can do everything for them at the running back position. (laughs) But I'm fixing that. At number 25, I'm going with Amon Ross, St. Brown, giving Trevor Lawrence a true number one wide receiver to solidify that spot for Trevor Lawrence for years to come.
0: That's a good pick. Now, the Browns at pick 26, they're selecting Jalen Phillips.
3: Ooh. And live
0: find really? that
1: edge-rushing presence. I don't mind the Greg Newsome selection in, in last year's draft. How's Garrett Jalen Phillips? Yeah. I'm rocking dirty, with that dirty, duo. Dirty. I'm rocking with that
0: duo.
2: I
1: agree. All right, Joel. 27. Baltimore 27. Ravens. Oh,
2: my squad, Baltimore. This is interesting. You, okay, you took him. All right. Ah, uh, Damn. Receivers flew off the board. <laughs> they did. Yeah, I got two of them really fast. Yeah, I was looking. This is what they really need still is wide receiver. They could have used some help on defense, but are we assuming the defense stayed healthy last year? I, I, let's just assume that they got injured, right? It seemed Assume that secondary still got banged up. I believe this man is still on the board. Correct me if I'm wrong. Greg Newsom still, still on the board? I'll go ahead and take Greg Newsom. I like Stealing it. him from like uh, that. division rival Cleveland. All right, hit my music. This
1: is an easy selection. Now, with the 28th overall pick, the New Orleans Saints are selecting Davis Mills, quarterback. New Orleans Saints are in a position where they do have Jameis Winston as their quarterback right now. But last season, with Jameis Winston going out to injury, they definitely wanted to have a backup option that they didn't have. You had, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blank on his name, the running back tight end. Oh, my goodness. Help me Taysom out. Hill. Taysom Hill, thank you very much. Sorry. Sometimes I just blank. Taysom Hill, who really just couldn't stay, couldn't be a consistent quarterback option for them. Now you have Davis Mills, who showed flashes with the Texans, stepping in a role that was expectations that really could never be met, given the fact that Sean Watson is as great as he is. Davis Mills to the Saints makes a lot of sense here.
0: With The 29th overall pick, the Green Bay Packers are selecting Asante Samuel Jr. Love it. Cornerback, I'm going with it again. They went with Eric Stokes in the real draft. Asante oh, Samuel, yep. I think, still goes in the first round. Should go in the first round.
2: 30th. Damn. I'm going against my greater good. I don't believe in running backs in the first round, but I see Buffalo. I see Javante Williams yes! on the yes! Over yes! Nagy. yes! This is a luxury pick for Buffalo who has tons of pieces. Get them another great piece on offense. Give me Javante. I love it. I absolutely love and adore it. So now, hmm, you
1: can hit my music. With the number 31 overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens are going to select Aziz Ojolari, outside linebacker. This defense desperately needed some help. And Aziz Ojolari is gonna seal that. He had eight sacks this season, 13 quarterback hits. A great selection for them. This bastard got both the Jets
2: picks. Now,
0: see with the 32nd pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are selecting
2: Javon Holland. I was going to say, he's the one name I'm looking at like, damn, he didn't get picked. Javon Holland.
1: Baltimore Ravens probably would have loved Javon Holland, but they just got Marcus Williams. I'm sure they're not too upset.
2: So it looks like in the first round, Najee didn't go. Etienne didn't go. quitty Pay, Caleb Farley. There was a good amount. Caleb Tony. Farley was
1: someone that I definitely was looking at, but the injuries scared me
2: off. But basically everyone, did Zayman Collins, did we take Zayman Collins? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the top 15 got drafted again. Not so bad. basically
0: to recap our 2021 Trace NFL Smith's redraft. Trey Smith's the only
2: offensive lineman that's really good that should have gotten drafted. I drafted him, relief
1: Oh, you did? I apologize. I did Miami 18. Nice. Love it.
0: To recap the 2021 NFL redraft, we're going to basically reiterate the picks that we made. So one, two, three, four, five. You know how it goes. I do. So this is our 2021 NFL redraft. We know people are going to disagree heavily.
1: Let's start, Drew. Who's the number one overall pick? Number one overall pick, just like last year, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence,
2: 100%.
0: Number two overall pick, the Jets are still selecting Zach Wilson because he's going to be the best quarterback in his draft.
2: Number three is Jamar Chase over Trey Lance, even though he'll be a superstar one day.
1: The Atlanta Falcons, at number four, are going to select Mac Jones because they need their franchise guy.
0: At number five, with no Jamar Chase, the Bengals now select Rashawn Slater, get an all-pro tackle, pair up with Jonah Williams, got to help Joe Burrow in pass
2: protection. Number six, Miami Dolphins sticking with Jalen Waddle fits perfectly with Tua's Scheme. At
1: number seven, the Detroit Lions are going to select Micah Parsons to be that game changer on defense for them.
0: At number eight, the Panthers select Penae Sewell. Now have Penae Sewell, Taylor Martin. That's a pretty good tackle duo. The Panthers should have went with tackle, I believe, when they first had uh, when they first had this pick. Rashawn Slater was on the board. They didn't they passed up on him.
1: Joel was so kind to pass the Denver Broncos off to me, and I made the selection at number nine, consistent with what the Broncos did last year. Pats are tan. this is a lock. Number one corner in this draft, without a doubt.
2: Number 10, the Eagles. Instead of going to Devontae Smith, they go with Kyle Pitts, a bigger body. He could play X, slot, in line. He could do it all.
0: At pick number 11, the Chicago Bears don't go Justin Fields, but they go with Trey Lance.
2: Okay, Joel, this is you. 12, Dallas
1: solidifies interior offensive line, ABT. All right. And number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers are selecting Christian Derisaw because they do need offensive line as well.
0: And at pick 14, the Jets select Creed Humphrey, help out Zach Wilson on that interior of the offensive
2: line. 15, New England finally goes offense. Devontae Smith get a real number one receiver.
1: And that's electric. That would be electric. Now at number 16, Arizona Cardinals are lucky enough and fortunate enough to have J.C. Horn fall all the way to them at number 16.
0: And at 17, the Raiders select Jeremiah Owuso-Kuromoa, help out that defense and their pass coverage a bit.
2: 18, Miami took Jalen Waddell earlier. Now they're beefing up the interior line. Trey Smith is one of the biggest steals in this pass draft class. This draft, he goes 18 overall. Washington
1: shockingly passes on Justin Fields and selects Nick Bolton, linebacker, to help that front seven.
0: At number 20, the New York Giants have given up on Daniel Jones, and they select Justin Fields paired up with Brian Dable, could be very explosive.
2: Be the best pick in the draft. At 21, the (laughs) Indianapolis Colts go with Elijah Moore. Desperately need a wide receiver opposite of Michael Pittman, and they get one. And that pick would be
1: absolutely electric. I love that pick. Number 22, Tennessee Titans. I made a mistake, no doubt. I should have took Amon Raw here, but instead I go for size, I go for athleticism, and I take Rashad Bateman with that upside, pairing him next to A.J. Brown.
0: At pick 23, the Vikings still need cornerback help. I'm going with Eric Stokes.
2: 24, the Steelers took Najee in real life. This time, take Landon Dickerson. Okay, and number 25, the Jacksonville
1: Jaguars completely right their wrongs of drafting Travis Etienne and select Amon Ross St. Brown to pair with Trevor Lawrence.
0: At pick 26, the Browns could have went corner once again, but I want to beef up my pass rush. So I'm going with Jalen Phillips, pair up with Miles Garrett. That's, that's a dangerous sight.
2: 27 Baltimore Ravens dealt with injuries in the secondary. They steal Greg Newsom, who was drafted by Cleveland. Now they get him. At number 28, the New Orleans Saints shock the world and take Davis
1: Mills as their quarterback.
0: And with the 30th pick, no, the 20. With the 29th pick, Nine. the Packers select Asante Samuel Jr.
2: The 30th pick going completely off brand. The Buffalo Bills take the. Running back one of this class, Javante Williams.
1: I'll tell you what, and that might be the single-handed best pick of this draft if I'm going to be honest with you. Buffalo gets an X-Factor running back. They're a scary team. Now, number 31, the Baltimore Ravens are going to draft Aziz ogilari to help solidify that defense.
0: And with the last pick in the first round of the 2021 NFL redraft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Javon Holland.
1: tell you what, this is a lot of fun. Nice, this is
2: a great draft. Maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? Hmm? Maybe mock draft what? 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 mock draft next week? Yeah, draft season two weeks away, man. Can't wait. Two man. weeks. Can't wait. Does
0: Sam Darnold go number one in the 2018 redraft? Oh, Sam
2: Darnold might go 101.
1: Honest, honest question. Leave a comment in the comment section below if you believe that we should live stream the draft. We want to. We really want to take in your analysis. You let us know if you think that we should come together and watch the draft with y'all.
0: So that's gonna do it for episode 171 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. And TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pickaside Pod. Thank you guys for listening and or watching. You can also buy merchandise at PickasidePodcast.com. Got a lot of different colors yes, and hoodies and t-shirts. Thank you for listening and or watching. And we'll see you next time.